Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome everyone to a very, very special episode of the Value Pack Podcast. We have uh, quite a loaded episode today. Uh, we got some guests, plural that we got to introduce. Uh, but before I get to that, I want to thank our lovely, lovely, lovely patrons. Hawaiian Eye Has Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Callahad, Melt On Your Mouth, Minaria, Slytech, Talents Acceptum, and thanks. Appreciate you guys for what you do and uh, for everybody else who supports us. Uh, boy, we got we got some stuff. We got some stuff to do today. We got, we got a lot of things to go through. Uh, some heavy, in-depth discussion uh, specifically around the Warrior and Ranger reworks that are up on Global Labs. Uh, people have been messing around with them for a couple of days now. And to kind of help us go through those discussions for those classes, because these are not classes that we play, uh, we have two very special guests with us today. We have uh, Flannels and Biceptimus Prime. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, no problem. Hell yeah. Man. Um, real quick. So the the interesting thing about both of these guests is, um, both of them were winners of the full gear best in class tournament. Flannels won over on the Ranger side. Biceptimus winning over on the Warrior side, against all odds. Kidding. I don't know if they were against all odds. Um, and then Flannels went on to become godlike. Unfortunately, Biceptimus fell a little bit short. And then last week we had the the three v three tournament and flannels. Your team was in the finals and you had one of the most epic matches, uh, both in the in the two v two where it became you in a one v two against Divios and Vert, and then your one v one against Divios was was pretty nuts. Um, so congratulations to both you guys in all of your tournament success. Uh, I kind of am curious, starting with flannels first, like how. How is your tournament experience so far overall with like these official Pearl Abyss tournaments that they've been doing? It's pretty good. It's a lot of practice and uh, going in AOA, finding out the new strats. The meta is always like changing. So it's things like if you look back six months ago, nobody was ever listening to V or doing this. But now your whole strategy, I feel like, um, in these 3v3s is. You have two people, you pop a V, and you have one guy, which was Divios in their case, and he's really good at it, try to headhunt the Vs, and you just gotta go from there and follow up, and it's a lot of fun, just practicing AOA, or I guess as competitive as the game can get, in a sense, it's really enjoyable. Um, do you prefer the, the 1v1 style, or 3v3? Or 2v2, I um, guess, either one. So, naturally, I was always preferring the 1v1, but I also feel like that was because my 3v3 was lacking a little bit, but it's gotten better lately, and I love group fights, man. They're so fun. Like, 
trying to pop off in 1vx is the greatest feeling in the world if you could actually try to make it work yeah i don't think anything beats a clean 1v2 or 1v3 clip right nope especially not from a ranger because you don't see it that much um in that last moment in the 1v2 uh did you uh i'm trying to like remember exactly how it went down but after once you were in the 1v1 with divios is there anything that could have gone differently to make you win that 2v2 or what what um yeah i could have just shotgunned him and traded him it's just it's just heat of the moment things i'm not really thinking i went for i was going for like a cc like oh gotta play up his face gotta go for a cc to clutch this out like in the moment mm. when i should have just chilled back and used the bow and then probably would have won the round yeah it was it was still so epic dude that was, that was crazy i was i was so high i like could not believe it when i saw when i saw that regenerate or that when i saw the double cc i was just like oh my god um biceptimus kind of same question to you uh how's your tournament experience been with these like official tournaments and uh have you been in any of the any like bsl or any of the other tournaments and how do they like compare Sorry, was that for me? Yes, that was for you. That one was I'm sorry, I, I just got this wrong <laughs> in real life. <laughs> no, no worries, no worries. Yeah, I was asking how uh, how the tournaments, yeah, uh, like yeah. the official ones from PA, compared to like maybe some other ones you've been in the past. Oh, yeah, so I, I used to um, be in, in, in all the tournaments back in the days. I played uh, Awakened Witch back then, which was a, a very different experience than playing in Awakened Warrior. <laughs> um, but, like, it's it's really good um the tournaments back then were, were more community uh, driven it was uh, hosted by good vibes guy and uh, dr uh, positive yeah with support from cacao right but um the tournaments right now have been going pretty smooth and uh, just really enjoying it so far um have you played warrior uh since you started playing bdo i know at some point you were a witch but i can't remember how you started off I, yeah, I started out as Witch, and I played Witch for two and a half years, I want to say. Um, and uh, then I was kind of looking for something else. Like, at the time, Witch was by far the worst one versus one class, and it was also the worst grinder in the game, and it didn't scale proper. Back then, there was a lot of issues with the with, with scaling, um, like bucked pit uh, damage mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I was pretty much top 10 geared player in NA back then on the Witch. And I had no value in my gear. And I loved one versus one. I did the tournaments and I just, I, there was a lot of reasons for it that I was looking for something else. And I tried out a couple of different classes. So Valkyrie, which was my original one that I wanted to roll to. I guess a PvP alt um, and grinder. And then I tried out Musa. Which was actually a good class back then. <laughs> actually a top tier class. And then accidentally I tried out my cooking ult, which was a level 56 warrior. I did the awakening quest and I spent 45 minutes just moving around, jumping around and using abilities in Heidel. And then I was like, well, okay, <laughs> I know what I'm playing now. It was just way too good. It was way too much fun. And everything just clicked. Literally spent 45 minutes just using abilities in Heidel. Yeah. And yeah. And, warrior ever since. and then um last year at the beginning of the year when successions came out were you into succession warrior or you you kind of knew right away you were more into awakening um, no, i'm 
like historically in all games, all the way since Diablo One, um, pretty much I love playing mages and warriors with two handed weapons. Right. Cool. Um, in in any game I play, I end up playing those two archetypes. So I know that like sword and board is not a playstyle for me, but obviously I've tried it out. I gave it a fair shake. I I played uh, Succession Warrior for I want to say one or two months, mm-hmm. um, and then I just went back to Warrior. Uh, sorry, <laughs> went back to Awakening Warrior. Um, it's just not for me. Uh, what about you, Flannels? How when did you start playing BDO, and were you Ranger from day one? I started playing BDO uh, when Archer came out, and. Okay. Yeah, I was a ranger since day one. I've played other things, but nothing really actually mained. It's just more like a side refresher thing for fun. I've picked up classes. And were were you into Succession Ranger? Like, do you do you enjoy Succession Ranger or prefer Awakening? Or what's your preference on that? I definitely prefer Awakening and love Awakening. Succession, I play it for large scale, and I don't mind it. But at the end of the day, just moving around and like kiting and playing those mind games on Awakening, it's just too good for me. Right. Um. How? So I, before we talk about the, re- I, I actually want to do the potions at the end. We'll talk about that at the very end. But before we get into the actual reworks, from your point of view. In the current state of the game, um, we'll just focus on awakening. I th- I think succession. Everyone kind of knows its main struggle is one v one. Once you get gap closed on, it's very difficult to defend yourself. Um, awakenings issues in the game, I think, are a little bit more complex. Correct me if I'm wrong, but from your point of view, flannels, what what is awakening lacking? Like, what is it good at, and what does it struggle with currently? So Awakening pretty much is, you can't ever use it in large scale. If you do, you're still going to end up being, I feel like, in the back of the ball, just spamming shotgun. And at that point, it's like, well, why would you not play Succession, right? You're just going to do, you're doing the same exact thing with just more damage. But I would say, uh, like, the skirmishes when it comes to things, like, let's say open world, like, small GVGs, like 10v10s, um, it feels like Ranger falls off. And even in AOA to a certain extent, like group group settings, I think it can it can work, but at the same time you have to build around it to work rather than oh let's just uh, slap a ninja and this company's gonna do great. Right. Yeah. So it's one of those weird things. Um we we were lacking a bit, like I guess reliable protected damage or just like damage in general. Like a lot of our stuff, it hits extremely hard. Um, it's just you're not always able to get it off because it is like all unprotected for the most part. Or um, we got a lot of new options on G Lab that I'm happy about, but we just have to see. Yeah. Um, what about your PVE? I don't grind, but I know that on Awakening, uh, I think you're asking the wrong person <laughs> this, but I do know that I think Ranger Awakening is, it's good, it's okay, it's fairly high APM compared to other things um, I've heard, but 
I think it could use a buff. Succession, yeah. I think uh it has a big problem from just not getting back attacks. Um and so that hurts the PvE in a lot of aspects, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um Vice Optimus, kinda kinda the same thing. Um in the current state of the game, not not what's happening yet on Global Labs. Uh where is Warrior good and where is it struggling? Um I guess more specifically Awakening uh, for now. We've been talking about Succession. I have actually picked up Succession a couple of weeks ago because okay. I wanted to relearn it in case I wanted to do some guides on it and uh, play it a bit again, just recheck it. So I also, I, I've talked a lot to Kisito, the the winner of the Godlike Warrior from EU yeah. with a Succession Warrior. So I actually have some feedback from him as well. And, um, but yeah, I'm like definitely way more on Awakening myself. Um, so for Awakening, and to some extent uh, Succession as well, right, the biggest strength of Warrior is one versus one. Um, like, it's the reason you see all those cool highlight videos and Matashas and stuff like that from, from Warriors in one versus one, and it's it's known as being an extremely strong one versus one. I don't think there's really a single matchup that's a hard counter to Warrior. Uh, not that Warrior wins every matchup on average, but you can you can pretty much win any matchup. Right. Um, and in small scale, War does really well as well. It's a fairly good um, skirmish class, not top tier, but it's uh, it can definitely hold its own in uh, in skirmishing, um, small scale. And then it just falls off. <laughs> Anything after that, it just the more player there are in the fight, the worse War becomes. Um, and grinding, it's there's one spot in the game where War is a good grinder. And that's Star Sense. Everywhere else, Warrior at best is eh. Yeah. And when we're talking uh, in-game grinding, it's just straight up bad. Like we're literally talking a succession on being 50 to 100% better than an Awakened Warrior grinding at in-game grind spots. Right. Um, What specifically makes warrior bad because you like, if you look at like in in large scale and group fights because when you look at warrior like on paper it seems like it has everything like you have a lot of mobility you do have like okay aoe damage with grave digging and, and slashing and stuff but what is it that differentiates like warrior from what some of the other classes are able to do in in like a large scale siege or node war there's a couple of things uh, I think like one of the, the easiest classes to compare to would be probably Guardian uh, in a large-scale uh, setting. Mm -hmm. um, for the AoE on War's abilities are not actually that big compared to uh, what some of the other classes are, and that's one of the reasons that they're also getting increased. But um, it's also the gaps in our abilities, uh, not that much protection. Our block is significantly weaker than uh, even Succession Warrior and especially Guardian. I believe the number is something like a uh, Guardian block being four times as, uh, as strong as an Awakened Warrior block. So when we're in uh, a fight and taking damage, we are surprisingly squishy. Um, and a lot of the abilities have gaps in them. On top of that, um, the war class is really good at uh, getting out um, a couple of abilities of damage, and then that's it. Uh, everything after that kind of falls off, 
And when it comes to protected damage abilities, Warrior doesn't have that much. And the ones we do have gaps in them. Um, yeah, a lot of the, the reasons Warrior can do a lot of damage in combos and stuff like that is uh, unprotected stuff. And that just doesn't work in large scale. Right. Um, so starting with Warrior, with these reworks, uh, and this is kind of an interesting, interesting perspective from you two because you both were able to submit some feedback to the ART program. Um, and I'm kind of curious if, starting with you first by Septimus, is if there's anything in this list of changes for Warrior that you felt was kind of some of your feedback or some of the other Warrior's feedback that actually got implemented here. Yep, definitely. <laughs> okay. And uh, there might also be some of my direct feedback, which uh, was tested and uh, found to be too strong because of some of the other stuff that was done. So like they definitely have listened. Like I have no doubt in my mind they have listened to the feedback and checked it out. Um, but there are a couple of uh, things uh, specifically with the, the gaps, the rework of uh, Frenzy Dash. Um, yeah. Size on AOE and uh, the damage, especially in uh, like, so, so I don't know, I, I guess, I don't think it's on the NDA, uh, but specifically the issues that was identified, like for me, was large scale PvP uh -huh. and PvE. Like those two things is the areas where Warrior needed some uh, rework or adjustments and complete uh, rebalancing. It's not just changing numbers, it's the increasing of size of AOEs. Um, it's being balanced around different things. Um, so historically, and they addressed this as well in their response, right? That historically, Warrior has been balanced around getting knockdowns and down attacks in PvE. Mm -hmm. And the way the game has changed since launch, well, you don't really get knockdowns and down attacks in PvE anymore. So if your class damage is based around that for PvE damage and yeah. you don't get those, you obviously fall off. Um, and then you just, like, the way mobs function and pulls work nowadays is just so much different than the Medaya grinding days, right? So bigger AoEs, it's harder to group uh, mobs up. So when all your damage is very frontal cone and, um, like, small width, and now mobs are all around you in AoE, it just, yeah. You just can't right, compete right. with the functionality of other grinders nowadays. So for PvE, the changes that you saw with grave digging, slashing, pulverize, and reckless blow, like you feel like these are pretty significant changes that'll help in PvE? Um, yes. Okay. It's pretty much uh, the, the changes they've done for PvE uh, for Wagon Warrior is pretty much exactly what needed to happen. Okay. Um, and also by doing these changes, so, so first off, when it comes to um, like the, the PTR and all that right now, the actual damage output and numbers and everything, it's hard to um, like judge at the moment. Right. It's more the functionality and how the class plays. That's really important to look at uh, right now. And the way our plays right now with these changes is way more in line with other uh, classes uh, of the newer classes. Meaning that's also going to be way easier to balance numbers in um, in the future. Right. Um, one of the 
one of the things I heard a lot leading up to the warrior thing, and I think Resler, you probably heard this and everyone's heard this a million times, is like one of the big fears of these reworks is that they were gonna dramatically change um, how their classes played. Um, one of the things mm. people were saying is they were gonna remove cancels, um, they were gonna simplify the class and sort of dumb down everything. Um, to what extent do you feel like that is true or untrue with, with these changes so far? <laughs> Again, it was really, really nice reading the the letter as well from uh, from PA with the the Globe Lab update. Uh -huh. And one of the things they were saying was they could literally have been taking like of my feedback, and that was about like watching out the feel of the class and all that. And I'm sure pretty much all the warriors must have mentioned that uh, how it feels to play, and they addressed it. And the biggest concern was dumbing down the class, right, making it too easy and the hope was that they would raise the skill floor, but not lower the skill ceiling. And they nailed it. They didn't, um, to my knowledge, there's a few things that are changed with consoles, but some of them, I think I might be literally like the only one using. So it's not a big deal. Um, such as um, it's like balance hill strike cancels on, on overwhelms. Like I don't think anyone else was really using that stuff. Um, but other than that, it seems everything is still there and all the changes they've done is just remove the requirement of doing animation consoles and making the abilities flow way better. So the difference between somebody playing the class at 100%, the, the guy is still going to be playing it at the same level. And right. there will be a difference between somebody like, um, yeah, let's just, uh, somebody that plays the class at, let's say 100%, right? right? And somebody that plays the class pretty well. But the difference now is going to be less. It's going to be less difference between somebody with 60 FPS and 200 FPS. Right. You'll still get like the big more value. You can still do all the cancels, but you don't have to. And I think that's super important. In my opinion, they nailed it. All right, so I'm going to come back to you for the 1v1s. I want to ask Flannels, kind of the same setup. You, you got to submit some feedback. I didn't get a chance, both Ranger and Warrior feedback. I didn't really get to see any of it. I know a lot of the feedback leaked out but from what you've seen personally and i know kind of every ranger has very different ideas on what they wanted and what the class needs but just from uh your perspective what you felt ranger needed um how much in here is something that you addressed in your feedback flannels pretty much everything actually um I was saying that we needed more mobility or that the class is, uh, it, it feels a little slow. So, um, I guess in comparison to other classes, like Awaken Ranger is more of this like turtle lingery, um, class and going off, I'm like, well, if you reduce all the cooldowns, then it can keep up, you know, it won't be blazing fast. It won't be like Nova or anything, but it'll be able to keep up. And they did that. They gave us more mobility, and it seems like all of the problems nearly, they did a good job of addressing and trying to change and fix. Right. One of the things I heard a lot of leading into this is uh, Rangers, AoEs, and that, that kind of goes towards heavily PvE, but also large-scale, because... Um, there's a difference between having to be point blank in someone's face like a tamer and being able to use katana shower blade spin like a ninja with a little bit of space between you and the player. Um, yeah. 
but also back attacks and um some of the split damage stuff uh how much of a difference in pvp do you think the back attack change is going to actually make i think it will be it'll help but i think in actual practice i don't know if it'll be that significant because how off like if you look just naturally you have two balls going at each other right it's not like uh the ranger is um a, a flex class right they're not gonna flank you from the side you're gonna be always looking at them but i think when they do get those back attacks it'll definitely feel noticeable and help right um does it have as much impact on on awakening ranger like securing kills in if you were in like a large scale or like a 10v10 gvg having those back attacks um it could help it's hard to say because the bow doesn't necessarily in awakening the absolute skills don't do like reliable damage mm -hmm. so it's definitely gonna it's definitely gonna help uh i think the answer of securing those kills though was fixed in other ways um all right so the the big thing that everyone is talking about is uh evasive explosive shot so the way it works and and again correct me if i'm wrong you're the expert is when you use it let's say you use absolute evasive explosive shot um the first two times you use the ability which is a and d and r and b you do your flip has a stiffen on the first one and it's iframe iframe and then after that typically it goes unprotected iframe unprotected iframe while it's on cooldown and then once it's back off of cooldown you get the double iframe again um, so they made it so you no longer get that iframe while it's on cooldown. Um, do you feel like, A, that affects succession and awakening differently, and B, that they added enough stuff to compensate for that loss of protection? Uh, so yeah, it affects succession and awakening completely differently. I think that there's a argument to maybe be made to add uh the spammable es back to the prime version to help them out mm -hmm. but for awakening uh n no it does not i feel like the main thing i'm going off of when it comes to that like oh does it need it or did it get compensated is it's hard to say right now because we're the only two classes reworked it it has to go off of the other classes because i think that Awakening Ranger, it got a bunch of amazing tools. It got a bunch of mobility. I don't think that you'll need to spam ES as an Awakening Ranger anymore. Uh, but you just have to wait and see because maybe the other reworks come out and then uh, my mind will change. But yeah, yeah, we definitely got a lot of good stuff. So I don't think that. And I mean, it's my class. I'm mean, gonna hate on it, but. Is a spammable iframe that healthy for the game on any class like that? I don't think so. I don't think I'm the only one that has one, but it, you, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, you, I mean, you just have to wait and see. It's funny because, like, uh, a lot of the Ranger and I, and I understand too, it's uncomfortable when you lose something on your class that people have been used to for a super long time. It feels, it feels bad. So, I am, I totally like sympathize with Rangers that are like, man like i that's like my muscle memory and my brain is like if i'm in danger i'm holding that button 
Um, yeah. A lot of the really good rangers aren't holding it as much. I mean, they do sometimes, but they're not doing it as often. Uh, but then people that aren't ranger are just like, uh, why was that ever a thing? You know? Um, and I know a lot of people complain. It's like one of the major complaints about Sork, one of the major complaints about Sage before Bolt became super armor. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. The other thing too is when you're spamming it, again i'm inserting my opinion here but when you're spamming it it's like you're not like accomplishing anything during it you're just like running and a little bit kind of just hoping that you don't get hit on the in-between when people are just throwing stuff at you especially in group pvp um so i, I kind of like the idea that you have you know like the lower cooldown rushing wind um the new little iframe scoop back stuff like that to kind of weave in um as well as the lowered cooldown of rushing wind or uh sorry wind step so i wanted to ask you about wind step specifically so they changed wind step a few months ago to make it so the backwards version increases like how far you move and i believe it matches now uh right going forward and back is exactly the same and they lowered yeah. the cooldown to two seconds uh from three like how major is that in your rotation and also like how much of a difference does that make in large scale that buff specifically feels so good because I remember um, when they did change it a couple months ago, I'm not necessarily a fan because one thing that they did do was it increased the distance backwards, but it was by, a, I want to say literally half a step. It wasn't significant. What it really was was it chained together better. Like if you were to spam the dash backwards, it mm -hmm. chains together really good. And it got sped up. So like, let's say the distance you go from point A to point B, um, it got sped up. So I wasn't a fan because obviously if I'm going to from point A to point B faster, my iframe is less, right? I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily a fan. So I remember talking to the devs. I submit like... I guess feedback and I immediately said like yeah you know if they want to buff the dash I'm sure everyone would love a lower CD I think that if that'd be like problem solved and then we ended up getting it and I think two seconds on wind step the dash I think it's huge uh it's gonna be so good man I can't wait to use it <laughs> um I was talking with I can't, I, th I think it was Armin that told me. Um, so I was on paper, I didn't get a chance to test because I, they need to give us the global lab, like copy character, copy thing so badly, because I don't have that book that you get when you first make a character that lets you have awakening and succession. And I was like, ah, I don't want to do the quest line yesterday. Uh, so I don't have a chance to like actually like play around and feel the skills myself. But when I read the changes for breezy blade, um, they say the movement distance no longer changes when you move forward uh, while it's on cooldown and the attack range is increased. Um, but Armin was saying, I believe Armin was saying that you said that you weren't a fan of the change because they actually lowered the base distance. Is that true of how far Breezy Blade moves you? Um, it feels like it. I could be crazy because they changed, they changed animations and everything too. Right, slightly. right. So it looks different. Um, yeah, it but my one complaint that I do have about it is before, whenever I used to use Breezy, it used to 
go to the actual player. Like, say I breezied into somebody, it would go to them. Now it just kind of gets stuck on their the edge of their hitbox. Um, I'm not sure if that's like an oversight or not, but it's just really easy to get caught on somebody's hitbox now, uh, especially with that, instead of trying to go past them. And in combos, or maybe I want to go in, like, engage with Breezy, and then the distance gets cut short. There's a lot of problems with it in that sense, but I'm not... I have to, like, mess around with it more, I feel like. It's so new. Right. Um... Before I get back to Warrior, I want to talk about two more things. The attack... Uh, not the attack range, but the cooldown of Walt. So this one's pretty big because that's typically the the core skill that a lot of rangers take. Um and that got a 2 second cooldown reduction. How do you feel about that? I I assume you love that. Uh yeah, it's <laughs> it got it also got doubled in AoE size. Something that not a lot of people talk about or I guess know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's good. Like of course I'm liking it, but also at the same time I feel like our bonds, we're like really locked into one, which being Waltz, and it would be nice to see more variety. So maybe add, uh, like, I don't know how you do it, because even if you, even if they did add, like, let's say regen or vine knot or um, the new shift E skill, they added a float onto that into the bonds. I think I'd still be picking Waltz. It just seems like the best option. I don't know how you go about changing that, but it is really good so far. I think it's going to be really strong in PvP. Giant AoE knockback with uh, that's protected uh, with 5 second CD. Yeah. And then uh, Call of the Earth. So now you can use Call of the Earth from Awakening and it'll keep you in the swords. Um, yeah. And also the buff now will give accuracy to your party. Um, your thoughts yes. on that change? I think it's good. I think that group, group buffs are healthy for the game because certain classes have them, um, which obviously, you know, let's say that you play a class that is off meta or something, but it has a really nice group buff. Well, there's more of a reason to fit that class into a comp now. So I think it's overall better. In a way, right? Like right. just trying to give everyone their little own unique group buff. And I think nine percent accuracy is gonna be really huge. Um I yeah. Are we gonna add something else? No. Nah, okay. Just... Um uh by Septimus. So you also got a group buff. Um they changed your shout um to what what was it before? A DP debuff? Or a yeah, ten... it was a 10, uh, 10 DR debuff previously. Right, and now it's a uh, 20 DP buff for your team. Um, yes. Do you like that, or how do you feel about the, the group buffs being added? Um, I, I like it, but um, I, this is one of the things that I didn't think about. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is great, this is awesome. It's on a one-minute cooldown. It's a 10-second buff. This is something nice. It's unique. Pop this in a group fight. Uh, that's for large scale. Awesome. And exactly as Flannels is saying, like having something like group buffs, it means that the few people playing this class or whatever, and even if it's off meta, it, it's a bit more value in bringing 
um, the stubborn players that, that don't want to go and rail the, the bottom uh, stuff, right? Right. So that's good. Um, but Kisizu made me aware of one thing, and I actually agree with that. Uh, and I totally forgot that was a thing. Warrior already had that buff. For, we already for have a party. Yeah. Oh, Succession Warriors Q block gives you a party buff that is 20 DR. The same buff that you have uh, right now as a Succession right. Warrior, they're just giving to Awakening Warrior on Warcry. And while I think it's a great idea, I think it would be more cool if there was like a bit more uniqueness between... Um, so I don't know if maybe they made two separate versions of that buff for Awakening Succession. But maybe that's nitpicking and all that. But I do like the idea about uh, Succession being the bit more protective class and then maybe Awakening having, I don't know, a, a damage party buff or something different. But other than that, I do like it, yes. The, the Awakening Warrior party buff can increase your frame rate by uh, 20 frames per second. <laughs> now we're talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it turns on FSR on optimal settings, dude. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to talk about some of the... I, I was uh, perusing Reddit, which I, I'm told not to do, but I, I enjoy watching the... The world burn. Fire. It. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it can be very entertaining. I, I was hopping in different discords, watching screenshots from different discords, and... Uh, Basically, if you're not a warrior, um, and I don't know, I don't want to speak for rangers towards the warrior thing, but um, but for most other people, they're looking at this and they're like, this is crazy. So I want to talk about a couple of the big things that I think people are upset with. And uh, I think one of them I agree with, and then the others I, I want to get your opinion on. So the, I think I agree with that one as well, by the way. The evasion debuff and the accuracy buff so the accuracy, yeah. you guys get a 12% accuracy buff on Hilt Strike uh, added, which is the flow to balance strike. And you also got an evasion debuff of 12% on Solar Flare. Um, so that one specifically, let's focus on that one first. Uh, your thoughts on how necessary those were, if they're too much, too little, or it, like, and Warrior's relationship against evasion. Yeah. Um, so... It sounds weird, and I, like War has pretty good accuracy modifiers on abilities. Uh, most of our Awakening uh, toolkit got 20 or 25%. Mm -hmm. And you would think that Warriors is good against Ovation. But, and I'm, I'm not entirely sure why, we're not. <laughs> we actually don't deal good damage against Ovation. Uh, Warriors, for whatever reason, actually struggles against Ovation. Um, there's a couple of things about those. First off, uh, I definitely think we, we needed something. Uh, originally, there was the, the video PA put out showcasing it and you could see that was going to be an evasion debuff on solar flare and right away i thought perfect that's going to be a five percent evasion debuff that's going to be super nice uh great turns out to be 12 percent yeah. so uh like it's in my mind it's way over the top um but there is a couple of caveats to that um and and that's like this is i think my number one, we haven't even talked about this, but I think it's probably the first thing we should have talked about and mentioned. And it's actually my favorite thing with this entire rework. My number one thing that I'm so excited about this rework, even before it seeing it, it was a little line in the, the text saying that they were all coming to life at the same time. Right. That is my favorite thing. 
because this here happened with succession wars back in the days. And we have to see it in context. So let's yeah. say, like, on paper, 12% buffs um, up and down, way too much. However, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with other classes. Maybe we're going to see 25% evasion buffs coming out. Maybe we're going to see a lot of accuracy debuffs. Who knows? If that doesn't happen, yeah, uh, it, it probably needs to get nerfed. Um, 5% on uh, the evasion and accuracy would probably be totally okay in the current state of the game. Um, but we have to see what happens with other classes as well. Um, so I, I get it. It seems like a lot. It, it seems like way too much, right? But right. we'll have to see it in context. Uh, the second thing about those buffs and is actually how to proc them. So it, it might seem like it's... Um, this is my, my issue with those buffs. They're not really going to be that useful in large scale. Um, they remove the ability to hotbar um, Hill Strike, which right now is a 20 DR buff um, that we use all the time to just proc. We can insta proc it and Q cancel it. So it's like a self buff we can get up at all time, the 20 uh, DR. They're removing that ability. So the only way to actually proc Hill Strike, which is an ability nobody actually uses because it's a long, unprotected, um, and cumbersome am uh, animation. Right. The only way to prog it is after using Balance Strike. You're not going to be using uh, Balance Strike and Hill Strike in any sort of group PvP. So you have to use Balance Strike, Hill Strike before a fight, um, which you can do to do so, sort of a self-buffing. But you could use it in a one versus one combo. And the other one, which is the debuff, it's on Solar Flare, which you could use in a large scale. But it's not going to really affect because it's a debuff. You have to hit people with the solo flare, right? So right. if you're going into a group, it's probably just the first guy in the line you're going to hit with the solo flare, and so it's only one guy getting affected by it. But you could proc both of them in a one versus one scenario, and yeah, nothing is going to survive that. Nothing is going to survive if this right. hit live right now. Fucking nothing is going to survive a combo from uh, Awakening War with those debuffs. <laughs> Um, so then the other thing is mobility and this one's a little bit two part and this one I am like half, I, I agree with one part and not necessarily the other, at least not until like you're saying, we see the way other classes are. And if you compare just things to how classes are in live server, but, um, mobility. So currently in warriors movement, it, it really isn't super stamina heavy. You can go pretty far distances without draining your stamina. You can continuously move without draining your stamina. Um, I guess like kind of within a fight, and I, I feel this too a lot when I play on even Sakuno, which I, I think Sakuno doesn't really use that much stamina. It, it can occasionally feel stamina star, but if I'm fighting a warrior, like I even on live server currently, I, I do feel like, like, oh man, like I'm out of stamina and like I can't move and it still feels like they're coming at me. Um, and even on Awaken Hash, when I play Awaken Hash, I, I can feel like pretty stamina starved. Um, do you think that the mobility uh, uses enough stamina? And then separately, um, the speed of it. So for me, the speed doesn't bother me um, as much, but um, they, they slightly sped them up and with like the move speed buff. And uh, I do think also a lot, a lot of people are forgetting kind of what succession warrior 
looked like even when it came out because people forgot how their Ford F worked. Um, but how do you feel like the mobility is compared to other classes, um, speed wise and also stamina consumption wise, um, before and after the reworks? I mean, not too much really changed with the rework. It just became like better. Um, and I fully agree. You don't really have to worry about uh, stamina as a war. If, if you know your different movements, abilities and stuff like that, the only thing that's going to drain and kill your stamina is doing hit chase spamming. Um, but a lot of times, so the movement is... I mean, it's, it's not like you're going to be using that infinite stamina uh, movement spamming in a direct line in a fight and um, there's some uses for it. Most people, if you watch like uh, somebody like me play or Sethian, or, a lot of the times we like it's very composite doing that constant movement stuff. So a lot of times we just don't really bother with it. Um, but it should be. I think right now, war movement is just cooldown based, not resource based. And the cooldowns aren't exactly that long on some of the stuff. Um, but if you know the, especially like in a fight, if your stuff is on cooldown, like there's not a whole lot to do and you can uh, get, get stuck. And, but yeah, it's, I, I think the resource management would be totally valid to add to war movement. I have no issues with that. Um, on the speed side, which you were mentioning as well. Um, I kind of agree. I don't think it's uh, it's really an issue. Uh, it, war is not exactly known as like whenever you're talking about broken movement. There's a lot of other classes that comes to mind beforehand, right? And how things look on paper and how it actually plays out is very different. Um, yeah. What What would you like, do specifically to stamina? Like, where would you put stamina costs on on warriors' current movement if if you had the choice? given no thoughts to that i literally have no idea i, yeah. I never really gave it any uh, any thought maybe they could put it on your kicks like on musa may <laughs> <laughs> oh, no no stamina on our fucking kicks uh I, so let me ask a question in regards to that so like i understand what you're getting at it's more cooldown based right now but the thing is and I understand where you're saying it's not the fastest class. Obviously, like Nova would be an example of a class that's extremely fast. It's like overly fast. But Warrior is able to maintain so much fucking pressure in like a 1v1 scenario. Mind you, this is in a small scale 1v1 type scenario that I'm talking about. Yeah, it's not so true. much in large scale because large scale movement's great, but you know, if you're unprotected in your skills, you're going to get fucked anyways. But, um, the main thing is that warrior just can maintain that level of pressure and regardless of the stamina being a thing um, yeah. on your guys's costs and it, like on top of that you have your slows like grounds uh ground smash and um grave digger as well when when they buff grave digger so the uh, debuff applies on the very first hit it's just like it's really easy to land especially with the aoe sizes um, and it allows you to maintain that level of pressure like the whole time, and it really shuts down some fights. Um, it gives them complete and utter control, and you have two skills that can slow people down like that. So it's like it kind of seems a little much at times, um, at least from my experience. Um, obviously, I'm talking from 
the uh, point of view of a class that actually has a really bad matchup versus a warrior. So, um, so yeah, what was your thoughts on that specifically? And, like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Like, how do you, how do you, if it's cooldown based, like, okay, well then would the argument be then increase the cooldowns between skills so that you actually have a little bit of downtime or do you add a resource cost to help manage that, you know, and keep the cooldowns the same um, because the resource costs currently are just not enough. It, it, like with the amount of pressure that can be applied when you consider the uh, slows and all that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think first we have to find out if it is wrong that warriors can apply that pressure. I mean, like just like it's a well when you consider like you know seven second grab and um, other options. I mean, warrior isn't necessarily. <laughs> unable to CC people without their grab, they can definitely CC people just fine without their grabs. I've seen many warriors do it. Um, yeah, but, but no, no, know, no, I've I totally get you. The question is, is that wrong? And I, I don't know if it is. Um, a lot of the, the movement stop as well, it, it has a lot of gaps. It's, it's not protected. Um, and like, for example, if, if I'm talking like fighting a, a Musa Maver, right? Like, I'm not going to be catching them in a grab. Like, they, they can run away. And a lot of the times, they will, the way they win fights is by basically forcing me to keep up the high pressure because that leaves gaps and openings in my movement. And then I get stop arrowed and killed, right? So, um, that's what I mean. It, does it have, is it, is it necessarily a wrong thing that Warrior has uh, high, like, one versus one pressure? I wasn't necessarily right. saying it's wrong. It was just, um, I just think there needs to be a balance between the amount of pressure. Like, the, like for example, Musa Mewa, Like, right. obviously, we have, you know, issues with our our stamina currently. So that's that's definitely a major reason why we have an in and out type playstyle. We can't we can't commit fully to a fight until the death. We have to commit for short engagements and back off. We have a breathing period. Um, and if you make a mistake versus a warrior and you get slowed, that breathing period does not ever exist anymore. So we have to basically essentially dodge two slows, um, which have large AOEs and they can hit us during our chase and whatnot very easily. Um, and this is not really complaint. I'm just mostly just trying to uh, get a little dialogue with it. Um, but um, yeah, so basically it comes down to like, you know, like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Is, is that wrong? Um, but at the same time, should there not be a limit? I don't know. I feel like there's well, warriors can just go on in close quarter combat forever. I think he said, I mean, he, he said earlier when I was mentioning the stamina that he agrees that there's not a stamina resource and maybe there should be or a stamina like you're, you're not paying that much attention to it. There's not a whole lot of stuff. So I don't yeah. think he totally like, disagrees. I, I, I don't even. Yeah. yeah, with that. Um, I I want to ask about just the uh, the the differences in speed between Warrior Awakening and Succession. Um, and then I I want to after get uh Flannel's take on on the changes in comparison to with the two classes. But um, Warrior Succession Awakening, which of the two do you feel? kind of got the most improvement and do you think both of them will be viable after these changes because i i saw a lot of feedback basically saying well warrior succession 
gets nothing. Warrior Awakening gets everything. So nothing's changed. Um, your thoughts it's, on that? Uh, no, I, I definitely think that um, Awakening War got pretty much uh, the best deal. But I like everything that happened was kind of like good thing for Succession as well. Um, the only real issue with the Succession stuff is that it wasn't enough, right? But all the stuff that happened seems pretty good, and some of it is like should probably like is the shield strike should probably have been a more or less complete rework of the ability. Um, so I think with the Succession War, it they just didn't they were almost at the finish line, but they missed a couple of steps. Um, and I can go over like some specifics if you want. The please, whole. yeah, please. Um, Okay, so, so let's talk about that first. Um, one of my big issues, and, and again, uh, this is one of the things I've talked to Kisito uh, about this. We had a, a really, really nice conversation, um, and I really wanted his input on it. He's been spending a lot of time as well. And again, for anyone that doesn't know Kisito, he's the, the godlike warrior, uh, the winner of both tournaments, the Succession Warrior player from EU. Really good player. Um, and um, one of the things that sort of, uh, and it goes back to the war cry thing, it's a bit of an identity difference between Succession and Awakening. Um, for Awakening War, I think they nailed it by really fixing or buffing or whatever you want to call it. The Reckless Blow. Reckless Blow used to be like the signature damage ability for Awakening War, and it's back on the table for that. Um, really cool changes to it with the dashing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And with the change that did to Succession War, I feel like they missed an opportunity, and they can still do this. But I would love the signature ability of Succession War being Earth Trembles now. Um, the, the jump ability, basically the, the ultimate ground smash, uh, but for a Succession version. They did a good job um, with that animation. Yeah, it looks yeah, so cool. It does. And um, it's very unique, and it's potentially strong, right? So for um, ground smash, um, the absolute version has a CC on it, and I know that was one of the things uh, the Prime version doesn't right? So that was one of the uh, things that I know Succession Warriors were, were looking for, is getting a CC. But it would be so much better adding some sort of CC on Earth Tremble, potentially even giving that one like T3 skill allowance like Reckless has. Like Reckless is a somewhat protected uh, ability with a knockdown and T3 abilities, uh, sorry, T3 uh, skill add-ons. And having that on Earth Tremble would be amazing. Like that would be the signature ability for uh, um, for Succession Warriors, and it would look cool and it would be very identifiable. So you do the jump right, so you know, okay, there's a CC coming, there's damage and all that stuff, right? It's way easier to uh, deal with than an ability that doesn't really have too much wind up, like Ground Smash. So I think like leaning more into that would really benefit. Um, and uh, give like Succession Warrior some more needed uh, ways of engaging fights, but also catching people. Right. I think that was one of the big issues that also was mentioned that Succession Warrior was uh, very reliant on grabs, and instead of giving them other ways of catching people, they just reduced the cooldown. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that so changed. Not, so now oh. You're still reliant, but you're reliant on it every 11 seconds instead of every 13 seconds, right? Yeah. So I, I think that would go a very, very, very long way at making Succession Warriors heavy. And I don't really think there's a whole lot of other issues other than Shield Strike. Right. Uh, maybe needing some love, a rework. 
Yeah, I, I've been saying this for a while, like Rezar and Ash, you know, like I I think that the cooldowns on all grabs in the game need to be increased. So I, I was pretty bummed out seeing them lower the cooldown on, on takedown in succession yeah. actually just made me sad. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't think it's the right thing to do, um, especially because it's a protected grab. Protected grabs should have significantly higher cooldown. Right. Um, yeah. Um, Flannel, so I want to first ask you about the the skills that you guys got. So they, they took a lot of your flows and just combined them into passives. So for example, you normally could use like Vine Knot into Spacebar um to do the little arrow shots and now that's not really a skill on the tree it's just part of the skill now so you could just use it regardless um and then they added three new abilities and i kind of wanted to get your opinion on on how you feel about the three new abilities that you got in awakening and how impactful they are and uh kind of going one by one all right so unfortunately i don't know their names because they're in korean yeah so just gonna i guess describe them okay. so we have our we have one i'm gonna assume it is uh no collision i haven't tested that but i know it has moving hitbox it's like two backflips the first one is iframe um the second one is essay and it's a disengage it's really good i like it um that uh added more so with everything else like before I go into these, okay. I don't think any of these skills necessarily are, oh my god, this one skill's crazy. Right. It's more so uh everything combined really right, right. like it helps the kid out. So it we have that. It's I think it's good distance, like paired paired with everything else. I think I think it's a really good skill. I mean it's another iframe, right? Like how can you how can you complain? It's gonna do well, it's gonna dodge grapples. Um gonna disengage no collision maybe reset the fight then we have our shift e which it's like this sort of non-lingering just essay filler uh it i think it i'm not sure if it necessarily does damage but it looks good it looks like another way like oh say i'm in a group fight well it's just another little bit of filler damage that i could throw out to maybe help secure a kill and help my team it is also really good canceling into Windblade. Um, mm -hmm. The shift up. Yeah, the yeah. recent. The I guess it's not recent, but like when they added every awakening, getting a new skill, Windblade. Right. You can um, you can cancel the first part by doing a previous skill, certain ones, and it's a. I feel like it's a good cancel into it. And then uh, the last one is this sort of backflip kick frontal into a hit scan range stiffen <laughs> yeah um but you can also cancel that too like if i do it out of either my dash my uh wind step or i do it out of the new skill the iframe into sa backflips you can cancel this the first part the kick up frontal into the the range stiffen mm -hmm. i like it i think it's a good ability um from what i heard it does not do any damage so right. i would rather i'd prefer it to just lose the cc stay unprotected that's okay with me just let it kind of nuke right because i would love a skill where oh let's say my teammate gets a cc i'm dashing over well i don't have to go right on top of the guy 
um maybe i don't want to use the bow but i could throw out this skill and it's like sort of a like this bursty range awakening skill that does good damage right i would like it to be that sort of like how um I think it's seeds. I think it's called seeds on DK. They yeah. raise their hands in the air. Yeah, like something like that would be really nice. But I think the skills are all super good. Um, it's just combined with everything else is what makes it so good. Right. I feel like. Um. Do you feel I I asked this to Biceptimus earlier about the warrior because that that one you heard a lot about like. Oh, they're gonna move, remove our cancels. And do you feel like they they changed the overall feel of Ranger? And did you lose cancels? Do you feel like the skill ceiling went down in any way with this rework? I feel like it went up because now the class is more than a. Oh, I'm in trouble. There's a guy on me. Let me spam cartwheel iframes. Uh, it's hard to truly say. One thing I am worried about is so we don't have mouse movement on global lab right and with the reworks there's the possibility of anything i notice with a lot of these newer classes um it doesn't look like they can really mouse move much and i feel like that's something that really it's really significant on ranger so mm -hmm. it really elevates the gameplay because it just becomes you have these you have all these like uh set space dashes whether it be sa or iframe but what really elevates it is, oh, at this point, I'm going to cut the distance. So you're really taking full control over your character, I want to say. Uh, so I think if mouse movement is still the same, like if they didn't take it off, then I think the it'll be even like harder to play. Right. Maybe. I think that Ranger already is a class that has like an infinite skill ceiling, it seems like. There's always something that you could have done. Um, maybe swapped up earlier on the fights that would have won. So we just have to we just have to see. Hopefully they do add mouse move back on global lab so I can actually see. Yeah. And if it is gone I, I mean, yeah. I know people hate mouse movement, but I think that it is extremely fun to use and can elevate gameplay and is skillful so i would hope that they'd be willing to maybe if they did remove it add it back we just have to see though um with the passives all kind of like combining into the skills instead of being there did anything change mechanically is there anything that used to work like with piercing wind or heavenly knot that don't work anymore or did it feel like everything kind of works the same way as before um uh, so one thing that does not work anymore is do you know the sharp feather cancels like the down smash spam uh kind of yeah with the the kick yeah, yeah they yeah. they came out with a new skill called bypassing wind which now kind of in that when you do those it like it overwrites charging wind so that was one of our down smashes and you can't do that anymore but then there's also this it's called the uh, it's just called like tearing arrow cancels. You're yeah. kind of just, just shooting um this little little bit of chip damage, and you completely can't do that now because of that. So, they can they took away that. I don't think it was on purpose. I feel like it was more of an oversight adding a new skill. Um. Yeah. Then there is there's like 
I feel like a lot of the, a lot of these things are not necessarily intentional. It's just that they did change so much that they might have missed out or they might have they might have missed it. Um but yeah, we can't we can't necessarily do like the down smash spam anymore or the tearing arrow cancels. Right. Um when you compare what you saw with Ranger to what you saw with Warrior, because uh, it, it seems like most people look at the two, and I, I mean, at least from what I've seen on d different discords and Reddit and different streams, most, a lot of people feel like Ranger didn't get much and Warrior did. Is that how you feel? I actually feel the opposite. I th I think yeah, that I'm still look, about to say. <laughs> yeah, looking at looking at the re like if you actually look at the reworks, I feel like Warrior or Warrior had a really nice kit. Everyone loved it. It had all the cancels. It was fun to play. Like they loved their class. That's why they were so outraged when they said they were going to take away uh, animation cancels because right. of player fatigue. So um but looking at it, like it seems like they just got they got a couple things, but mostly they just got their damage cranked out. But Ranger, I feel like Ranger got, I mean, it got three. How can you? I don't know how people can say <laughs> that. It got it got three new skills. It got a bunch of CDs lowered. Um, I feel right. like it did get so much to help its kit, and I think that's kind of good in a sense. Like a lot of these classes, like. It's reworks for everybody, but there are classes that are in a good spot. And do you really want or need a rework? Like your class is already in a good spot, even if it is older. Maybe get like quality of life, but I don't know. We have to see. And fancy new animations. What about you, Bicepimus? Yeah. Do you feel? Uh... Yeah, I just wanted to. It was, it was kind of fun. Like um, I was streaming yesterday when the the change was happening, and unfortunately, I don't have a uh, account. But I spent the morning with with a friend that was on there and just adopted. But... And I constantly had people asking me, like, oh, my God, uh, is it true that Ranger got nerfed? It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I think it's way more like a perception thing. Uh, it happens all the time, right? You, you notice one thing, and you latch onto that. So, so the iframe nerf uh, or the removal of um, the spammable iframes, right? People see that, and it's like, okay, well, that's a thing that was uh, strong, and it's uh, removed or nerfed now. AKA the class got nerfed. And then every time I was asking, well, what else happened? It's like crickets, fucking crickets. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, I think that's why people have that perception. It's literally because they either don't play the class right and it just spreads, or maybe they latch onto that one thing because they don't like that thing. And so that's the one they're talking about. And, and all the good stuff. I mean, we do it as well, right? When we're talking about feedback and we're not going to sit there and spend 20 minutes uh, patting PA on the back and be like, oh, this is the great stuff. And um, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, this needs fixing and all that, right? Um, but, but this rework, I mean, we're spending a lot of time talking about the good stuff as well, right? But in general, it's always like, what's the bad things? So let's work on this and fix it. So I, I totally understand what that is the case. But there's no doubt about it, man. Ranger got a way bigger overhaul, a lot more changed. Um, and... I think it's uh, it's gonna be pretty good. A lot of yeah. things that people are worried about or maybe don't like, and I know a lot of um, like in, on the other end of it, right, with warriors, a lot of people have been latching on to that uh, accuracy stuff, and it's it's basically like you latch on to one thing. It's like oh, this is cranked, but we don't know the context yet of a lot of those changes as well. Right. That that's kind of how I feel, and and 
correct me if I'm wrong, uh, flannels on this, but so Wailing Wind got its damage reduced, but it was mechanically changed. So um, before, it, it's one of these skills similar to like maybe a Sin Splitter or um, like a skill where it's doing its damage as it's traveling from point A to point B. So it's not doing all of its damage on a hit, it's ticking multiple times. Um, and they changed the damage so the number is lower, but they said now no matter where you get hit, it always does the same damage. So my guess, at least my understanding of that, means that even though the number is lower, it's going to basically be doing the same damage as before. It's just going to be consistent. So I think when people see that, they're like, well, we got PvE nerfs, um, and now it's going to be worse. And it's just, I, I don't know, like some of that stuff kind of, I think throws people for a loop when they when they see the numbers being a little bit lowered when they feel like they should be getting buffed. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, Vice Optimist, it's like a lot of a lot of context is kind of important on how you can use it. And I think the Hilt Strike one, while I still think that that accuracy buff is unnecessary, like yeah, you, even in the context of a one v one, if I'm a Kuno and a warrior is just going to randomly Hilt Strike in the middle of our fight, I'm probably going to catch him. Um, yeah. But uh, I want to ask uh, Reslar and, and Nayashi, uh, starting with uh, Nayashi, but between the two classes, which one do you feel got like the most changes and which one, uh, I guess, like, it, or do you feel like they're relatively similar? Uh, I mean, from what I've seen, it, like I had the same kind of like uh, perception that they were talking about earlier, like everyone you know, mostly considered Ranger getting the, the dick into the stick, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently that's not the case at all. I, I honestly, to be fair, I didn't really look too much into the Ranger ones because Ranger hasn't really been a class I'm concerned with, per se. Um, yeah, it's not busted as shit like Warrior, huh, Nayashi? It, well, it's not that. It's, yeah, old it's... with the e-buff movement on and being like, look at this, this is cranked. Yeah. I see how it is. Well, I, I mean, is. so it's something I said uh, for you guys last week uh, when you guys were asking my opinion on the Warrior thing. Um, I think Warrior has the potential, like, it has such a big potential to get overtuned really easily if they do it wrong. And it's the one I, it's the class I have the most concern with, with about that. I don't really have that concern when it comes to Ranger. I think Ranger can definitely, you know, get stronger for sure if they, you know, overtune some things, but um, I don't think it'll be like so overbearing um, that it, you, you can't get around it in some cases. I, I think that's mostly what my concern was. Um, I like the, I mean, honestly, the Warriors animations look flashier. So, <laughs> so what? but uh, but yeah, as far as like what was actually done for the kits, I mean, based on what Flannels was talking about, it definitely seems like Ranger got a lot more for what they needed, or at least helping towards what they need than what Warrior did. But Warrior definitely got some things that they needed as well, such as AoEs and whatnot. So, um, Reslar? Uh, was it more changes? We got more changes? Because if well, it's like, more changes, it's obviously Ranger. Well, to you, which one, like, had the most impact, or did anyone get 
shafted or or do you think that they did a pretty good job no 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 so the second that i saw people crying on reddit that ranger is dead and like fuck this company i was like all right so ranger's gonna be fine because like anytime anytime (laughs) reddit starts crying about how things are dead or like oh this game can this company can never do things right dead game it's like all right so that's definitely an overreaction and it's gonna be fine and I'm glad that now, like, because I don't know shit about Ranger, so I haven't been paying attention at all, like, to the notes and, and what people specifically have been saying. But now I have flannels over here saying, like, yeah, no, the changes, like, when you put them all together are actually really good. It's like, okay, so my my suspicions were completely correct. Everyone's completely overreacting. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they both got pretty good changes again i don't know shit about ranger but just from what flannels has been talking about i trust his opinion uh more than people on reddit personally uh so it sounds like they got some really nice changes i'm personally more excited for the warrior one so i'm a bit biased um because you know i used to play warrior so i don't know i i want to say warrior but also I'm, i'm a bit biased and i don't know shit about ranger so probably not a good question for me um Flannels, what is what what does Succession Rangers still need, and what does Awakening Rangers still need? Like, so this is Phase One. They said they're going to listen to feedback. It's going to be, I believe, in their words, that it was going to be a two-part thing. They were going to release one update, get some feedback, release another update, get some feedback, and then release a third and final update for each of the class reworks. Um, what are some of the things that you feel are still missing from both of the kits? So for Succession. It's, well, all of this, it's naturally really hard to say because I don't know how, we don't know the other rework. So it's more so, I feel like it's more so of a, you have to really wait until you see the other classes because maybe hypothetically Ranger is the best class. It's amazing. Well, then it it won't necessarily need anything, right? But assuming that other classes get really good things and Ranger needs a bit more um, I would say Suck Ranger. There's definitely an argument to be made about putting the ES spam back on, or just in general, more movement and survivability because it can do a bunch of damage, but like it is, it is extremely unprotected, um, and squishy and easy to die. So maybe having something more as a like a a last resort line of defense could help. With Awakening, I would say damage, um, just just minor things. Like, I feel like our actual kit itself, like the, the CC threat and the mobility uh, and the kiting, and we now have something that not a lot of people talk about. All of our SA dashes, like Breezy and Rushing Wind, are also moving hitboxes, so... If you really put it in perspective, the uh, Awakened Ranger is going to be moving around. And I feel like if they're playing well, they're going to be extremely hard to grapple because the hitboxes are all moving and it's not necessarily the most easy thing. Uh, I would say just more damage. That's that's about it. At least for right now. Maybe, maybe it could change in the future. If the other right. stuff... If the other classes do come out, like, oh, their reworks are really sick and really good, Ranger's lacking um then yeah it'll be like maybe we should get the es back to kind of help or more damage here like you know what i mean yeah do you 
do you feel like with Probably. um there's not enough what? information out yet yeah um i was gonna say do you feel like with the uh awakening like their philosophy it seems to be they're loading all the damage into awakening and then the the pre-awakening is more like utility and cc and stuff is are you okay with that direction like if the awakening damage feels good in large scale and stuff or do you prefer it being in the, in the absolutes uh well i would if they want to make awakening be the really hard hitting one then that's fine but i think the absolutes are so uh irrelevant that i feel like they do have to buff it in a sense like it doesn't i'm not i'm not saying yeah i should be i should be two-shotting people with shotgun on my awakened ranger but i think it should do fair damage to the point where they do like notice my presence in a sense right um oh another thing i want actually is i want i have an idea on a i don't know if you were going to go into this later but i have an idea on a new kind of skill rework that i think would be really good is um do you know dagger protection i guess probably not it's just every class has it it's that one useless skill no matter what it is you're like why is this on my kit it's unprotected it does no damage it's just that's a, you immediately lock it and never use it yeah i would like them to rework that to be this kind of option where you have you have three different uh variants one of them is like or two of them are like these stun traps maybe you could place it on the ground one of them will cc uh the other one will slow and debuff but then the third option will give you sort of this small little heal similar to how archer has to help sustain not necessarily a valk or a wizard heal but just something a little extra like maybe 600 hp to help keep you in the fight um i think that would be really nice i think that's what the, that would benefit the class a lot um are you are, i i saw this mentioned a few times are, are you bothered that there wasn't any real change to the past they they removed the weird mana recovery on your auto attacks and while sprinting um are you bothered that there's not any other passive changes um no, I think they're going to add something in the future. It's just a matter of what they're going to add. Yeah. So, yeah, we yeah, just and they have... still I mean they still haven't added your unique passive, right? Right, right. They didn't do that so... for anyone yet. Yeah, that the weird Yeah, class. so there's definitely still like I mean, there's probably still a lot of changes to come. I mean, at least if you take what they say as what yeah. they're going to do and keep reworking but for sure at least in the passive department there's they got to do some more stuff because they got to give everyone unique passes i think it's it's very unfinished right now and there's definitely more to change the skill icons they don't even have pictures yet like, yeah to put it into perspective <laughs> it looks it, so it, weird yeah it's, it's like it's completely new there's still there's still so much to do uh i think that we did get the passive removed I'm pretty sure we're going to get compensation. I did give them some cool ideas for it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they turn it out to be. Uh, what about you, Bicepimus? Did, um, so you, you kind of talked about it with Succession, but is there anything more that Awakening Warrior needs um, or that you would change uh, to improve it? And then also, is there anything you feel like is missing with the 
lack of passive changes? Um, no, I mean, the, the passive awards are, are fine, right? So, of course, the unique passive, I think it's going to be, that one is going to be more of like a fun one. Yeah. The, the way I understood it, it's yeah. not really a, a big deal. Um, and war passive are, are fine. Um, the big thing missing, and it's it still is the big thing missing. It's a large scale disengage ability for warriors, and I mean, succession could use that as well. They kind of have one now with um, Earth's uh, tremble, uh, since they can like leap uh, somewhat out of a fight as well. Um, but that would be the big one. That that would be the one thing missing for for PvP, right? I think in PvE, they pretty much nailed it for both Awakening and Succession. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's a whole lot to change in PvE now. Um, for Succession, I do know that, like maybe especially seeing the accuracy modifiers that Awakening just got, maybe something for accuracy, either just higher base rates or something, would be very 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 nice for Succession. Right. But yeah, something like that. Um so overall let let's look at more like a general sense. Overall with what everything that they did with Warrior and everything that they did with Ranger, do you guys like the direction um that they're going? Like do you feel good that they're gonna make like um I don't know, meaningful and good changes to future classes or does this have you more worried about the other reworks? Um, I guess starting with you, Biceptimus. Jump straight on that one. I Anyone else playing a class that's going to get reworked, I would be excited. Um, as a warrior, and, and especially now here in Flannels, I'm a bit like you guys as well. I, I don't know that much. I was really, really excited to, uh, to have Flannels on here and hear him talk about it because I've heard all the same things you guys have. Um, but as a warrior, right, they pretty much nailed everything and completely demolished any concern that we had about use, losing the uniqueness of Awakened Warrior. And the special feel of Awakened Warrior with those animation consoles and all that, I think is probably going to be the hardest class to do the reboot on, um, while like basically raising the, the floor, but not lowering the ceiling, uh, keeping it feeling like playing a warrior, but also reducing the requirements of the FPS and uh, all that stuff, right? And making it function in 2021. And they nailed it. Um, we can talk about numbers all day and if it does too much damage, et cetera, et cetera. But the feel of the class, it's a warrior still. And that makes me extremely excited for uh, seeing what they got in, in store for the other classes. Uh, flannels, how about I, you? I'm I'm still oh. terrified of the rework because I actually think Zerker is going to be the hardest class to rework because yeah. I think Zerker is in such a weird place where with Q buff and with seismic it's incredibly powerful but the second that you nerf or change either one of those things it becomes absolute dog shit and I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that and I am very concerned <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zerker is a special beast, stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, Zerker's. I mean, I think a lot of them are really hard. Like, um, I I don't know. Like, I'm sitting here trying to imagine what they could do to DK, and if Dark Knight or Sork or Lawn got the same list of changes that Ranger and Warrior got, I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> or Ninja. Uh, what about you, Flannels? Like, uh, 
do you feel good or bad about the direction they're going um and what you might see with the other reworks uh i love it i've already spent 14 hours on g lab just moving around having fun it's it's fun to play i think it's good for the game right because a lot of uh a lot of stuff is old and outdated and I think it's good to try and make everyone's kit updated and ha and relevant and have a place. Yeah. I think that if I look at apart from like the minor little things like that one that one heal and everything, which hopefully they do add in the future, but like a lot of the problems I think they solved them. Like they did it extremely well. Um are there any classes that are going to get reworked any of the 17 that you're a little bit like that could be way too good uh yeah there's <laughs> definitely there's a couple anyone specific which ones like sork ninja lon um yeah so Actually, let's let's do let's ask the same question that we Tamer. talked about last week. Oh my God, Tamer! Flannels, Flannels, <laughs> what do you think is going to be the strongest class post rework? I've been saying this. I swear, I'm gonna hate it too. I think that I swear that bladers are gonna be uh, the strongest <laughs> for, for whatever. <laughs> I, I, I swear they're gonna get a, a they're gonna get such a cranked out good kit, and then they're also no. gonna have. I swear they're gonna yep. have they're gonna have block break too. Um, Why yep. does Nayashi have to be having computer uh, issues know, right, right now? He needs to be here for this. I I actually think I think that the stone trooper ever seats. Yeah, I think that I think that bladers are gonna be very strong somehow. And. Yep. Uh, so you agree, Biceptimus? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bladers? Interesting, interesting. So yeah, yeah, just yeah. for context, so I said Ninja, uh, Nayashi said Warrior, and then what did you say, Frosty, last I week? God, I don't remember. Did I write it down? Didn't me... you write it down somewhere? I thought you wrote it down somewhere. Let me see. Check and see if you wrote it down somewhere. And then I have, a, I have, a, I have another question, actually, for both of you. And Flannels, you just kind of touched on this, but... That we we've been talking a lot about like balance and whatnot for obvious reasons, but uh, the question that I wanted to ask uh, is: Do the changes make the class the classes more fun? And Flannels, I know you just said that you've put hours and hours into it, just enjoying it. So I think obviously your answer is that it is more fun. Yeah, it's definitely it's fun to play. It's like it's just refreshing too because you play. You play the class for so long, and then finally, oh, there's there's new uh, there's new abilities. Maybe there's a new cancel to learn. There's just so much more to discover now. It, mm. yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun doing that. I feel like a lot of people they come to this uh point when playing. It's like, oh, I love my class, but I can only improve on maybe specific matchups like there's nothing to there's nothing to actually like learn and mechanically progress and i think that it completely is changed now i think there's so much to learn so much to be discovered yeah i don't know all if, these new, uh cancel potentials i don't know if i have it written down right i can't remember what i said i, I feel like i oh, must no. have said sork just because that one is just the first one that pops up in my mind but yeah i i'm with uh flannels on that too like even 
separate from everyone's fear of like, well, they're going to make classes too strong. Like, I, I feel like sometimes people need to be reminded, like, it's, yeah, we have these like fun competitive tournaments that PA hosts, but this isn't League of Legends. We're not in worlds. We're not on professional teams. Like, we're literally playing a fantasy MMO. And if our characters are really strong and fun to use, I, I think that that's okay. I think people get really, really hung up on the balance and like the fear yeah. and like people act like uh, if this changes, it's just the worst thing ever and it ruins everything. And it's like, I don't know, they've been doing an all right job with the with um, balancing recently. And I, I think that um, I think your class getting changed makes it really exciting because it's it's not even just like your class is going to feel new and fresh and with the new animations and all that stuff. But I actually, I cannot wait because they're releasing everything on the same day. I cannot wait to go into battle arena and have like everybody on every class show me all this cool stuff that we didn't discover on global labs, you know, and like learn yeah. matchups and, and how to deal with different things. I, I cannot wait for that. Like, I, I think that's super fun. We had that. I had that experience and that feeling when Rebombs first came out, which I know that was a, I, before your time flannels, but I don't know, Rez and you and Vice Optimus, if you remember, but when Rebombs and Absolutes came out, and at the time I was maining Sork, and I just remember, like, I did not want to leave BA. Like, I was so obsessed with the way Absolutes and Rebombs worked. Like, I was stuck in BA, like, all day, every day. It was so much fun. And, and I'm excited for the reworks, because I think I'm going to get that that feeling again. Um, Vice Optimus, I, I just got a second heal. That was all I got with that. <laughs> By Septimus, do, do do the do the warrior changes make it more fun to you? Like, uh, I mean, I know yeah. you haven't been able to play it, but just from what you've seen and what no. you've heard from like other warriors, yeah, I, I'm so excited. Um, not only is it going to be straight up more fun, it's also going to be less frustrating, and I think that's a big deal. Um, I, again, we, we talk a lot about uh, PvP balance and stuff like that. But I think we have to also realize that like 90%, if not way higher, of the BDO player base don't do any PvP. They don't care about it. Uh, most people uh, won't like duel for spot. They'll just swap or whatever, right? It's and, and another thing about like the fun, it's it's fun playing a class. I love playing war. And I grind on it. I play it all the time. But it's it's not really fun knowing that I'm doing like 50 or, or half of the trash that, say, a Sockland is doing right. So I think that's going to bring a lot of fun as well, trying to balance out PvE uh, between the classes and make them actually function good so you don't feel like you're grieving yourself playing a class that you enjoy playing, right? Yeah. And I actually mean... back? Yeah. Jesus, my okay, can we can we can we get a replay on what was said earlier? Now that Nash is back here, because I really need to get his reaction yeah. to that so, news. So yeah. my my bad, guys. My no worries. No, you're good. You're good. So here, I'll, I'll recap real quick. So we were asking everyone kind of what what class worries them the most, um, going into <laughs> the rest of the reworks, and I I'm leaning Sork. Reslar saying Zerker because he. Mm. he yeah, yeah, because he doesn't think like there's a lot to Zerker, and and it could easily go one way or the other, but both Flannels and Biceptimus agree that they think that Bladers are going to get the most changes and that they're going to be nuts. Your thoughts, yeah, uh, Nayashi, and when which class kind of has you the most worried going forward? I mean, I I understand that that worry for sure. 
because bladers are currently in a really bad spot with the meta so i could i could see it them maybe uh, doing a little bit too much um because they have to manage how our mobility is which our mobility no doubt is strong for how it was back in the day but not with how all the new classes are and a lot of classes can keep up with us slows are a problem so it really depends on how they go about it um and also our damage is is kind of lackluster in comparison to the newer classes for sure um so if they do too much maybe it can be a problem for the bladers well, and um, by Septimus, you specifically pointed out as a concern for you that they would get a bunch of block-breaking skills. No, no, it's not a concern. I, I actually, uh, I got, I got kind of mad when Corsair got block-breaking because I've been crusading for Moose and Maver getting that for a while. I actually think that that's one of the things that would, yeah, um, actually help and and distinguish Moose and Maver in also group fights and stuff like that having either uh, increased uh, damage versus blocks or giving like a, a block debuff or something like that. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually fully expecting it. <laughs> There's a good chance um, that Corsair was like a preview of that skill to see how would, yeah. you know the community reacts to it. Um, I was kind of thinking that when Corsair came out and they showed that, I'm like, that is something we fucking need. If they're not going to give us a grab, which I don't want grabs, block break would be fucking perfect. The problem is, I think the way Corsair's block lock is, is just yeah. the answer. I, I, I do not like that at all. I like the idea of the block break, the target's mm -hmm. guard minus percent. It's just that I, I know like a lot of people were like, well, every non-grab class during the reworks is probably going to get the block break. And, and that would be a miserable experience for everybody because that would just be too much, just random everyone's block is being broken like instantly and it disables a lot of classes. But... Um, if it's on a couple, it's not so bad, but I, I think they cannot add the block recovery prevention on any other class. And, and I also think like Corsair needs the spiral soak one. I, in my opinion, just removed on spiral soak. Like I, I don't, I don't know why it has a 15 second block lock. It's completely unnecessary and debilitating, um, for a it, lot of it people. It just ruins some classes that rely so heavily on guard. Like my class isn't really tanky at all, so it doesn't matter really how much DP I throw on that fucker. And you know, I, I, I'm, I can't block, then I'm, I'm basically just shafted. I, I, I honestly feel like Musa Maywa is maybe the only class that I would be like, I could agree with putting a block break mechanic on, honestly. I, I don't think like. I know that there's other glasses out there that don't have grabs that are going to say, like, no, we also need... Uh, I don't think so. I, I I feel like those two are probably it. Um, I, I do want to, if uh, I can, like, yeah. uh, why I think that um, bladers are going to be really good. It's because then pretty straightforward to buff. Um, I think with the um, rework here of specifically Ranger, right, PA's shown they're not afraid of removing things that are borderline like broken or yeah. uh, unfun or hard to balance like the spam I mean, but i believe the, the down smash combos have been nerfed or removed as well to some extent is that correct um well they actually they made they made down smash spam easier it's just that they they yeah it's you just spam shift r and b now and you can do down smash spam um 
really oh, okay. really fast and really good but they it's more so of a like probably something that they miss like an oversight to get rid of the cancel yeah. okay so then uh, my, my point don't hold up as well but <laughs> my point is well that <laughs> if there's some like mechanic or stuff that is super hard to then balance then i i don't think they're going to be afraid of changing it like with surgers and salts and stuff like that and, right. and then compensate in a different area and just make sure that it feels good to play and is fun to play right. without having to rely on some some gimmick buggy weird thing yeah do you guys think um it was something that wasn't really changed too much i i think ranger got a couple like tweaks on like the camera and stuff on it but do you guys think that some of the rebombs need to be changed on on your classes starting with you uh flannels yeah so i think this is a problem for a lot of classes the third rebombs are cool but you don't really use them and they're a little underwhelming uh those are the main ones that i would like to be buff and actually one of them they were changed um one for the worse one for the better kind of in a sense but so we have a uh, the frontal aoe kd which was previously it was instant it was hit scan so it would instantly come out now it has this weird delay so you have to you have to shoot and then you have to sit there you can't uh you can't like i guess c swap otherwise the arrows just won't go off and it won't cc it just completely cancels out that rebomb um i would like to see that get buffed because when you do go i i think it's very strong like it's a protected kd in a sense but it feels so locked in and clunky and like you're you're just like restricted and trapped once you do go inside of it I think I think they should add like cancels and nice quality of life on that. And then the other one is it's movement. So it's frontal into SA and when landing cuz it's like a it's like a distance, right? Let's say like maybe 80ish percent um through it, it would become unprotected and you would chain it into something called riding the wind. Mm -hmm. But now you don't have to do that. It's just fully protected um it's just fully protected all the way throughout. So I think that is really good. But I think that they should maybe look at lowering the cooldown slightly or just something. It's 20 to, seconds, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe to 15 to help match the other cooldown. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. It's hard to say. But just something to help promote more use of it. And then uh, I think I think that's it because you have... I think the other bombs are in a good spot. Like squall shot is for PVE. Um, a lot of people like that. Tearing shot is obviously PVP range stun. I don't think anybody's necessarily gonna complain about a range uh stun CC that does good damage, or not not good but decent damage, hundred percent crit rate. And then roaring arrow is it's slow, but it's k kd spam so i feel like it's really good say you're holding a castle choke if there's a ranger just spamming a roaring arrow especially when they're going to start looking to cap resistances in siege imagine if you're just running through the choke of a castle and you have 
two or three rangers just spamming KDs over and over. Right. Like, um, yeah. And then Fury Arrow is obviously extremely good. I can't complain about that. Yeah, it saved your uh, PvP career. Um, I'm kidding. Bye, Septimus. <laughs> your uh, your thoughts not on wrong. <laughs> your, your thoughts on the uh, on the warrior rebombs and if they need some changing. Yeah, they're uh, like it's, it's there's no choice, right? Uh, you got your spear and you got your shield side, and then the new rebomb thingy is like, who the fuck cares? Um, so two out of the six different thingies are more or less useless, and the shield side is is cool, but they should really fix the protections on it. So like a lot of stuff would be very very nice. Just give some choice, give some different things. Everyone is using the Frenzy Spear, and everyone is using Shield Tide. And I've actually tried to play around with the, the new Rabbums, mm -hmm. um, the two attacks, the, the counter thingies. They're just not worth it. Uh, they don't deal enough damage in PV and PvP. One deals a, a fair amount of damage in PvP, actually. It has a very low damage uh, reduction PvP, but it's just not enough, and it, it's just a damage ability. It doesn't do anything. Um, right. And yeah, yeah, they could I, use some love, but it's not a big deal. I I hope so much for it on on Kuno because like we ours are weird because they like they all have a little bit of value in what they can do, but their cooldowns don't make any sense. Um, the only one that obviously does is like Oni Shadow, the concealment one. That cooldown makes sense, and obviously that one's super powerful. But it's funny on Kuno like Heart Snatch is a 30 second cooldown and it's like just an unprotected really low damage ability and then um assassin's trail i don't i can't remember the last time i saw anyone use assassin's trail um and then the new one is also another low cooldown low damage just like scoop back super armor skill that has a 30 second cooldown but they're all 30 second cooldown so it's like okay i i hope that those get changed a little bit especially for for uh pve um yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rez, are are you hoping any of your uh, Zerker bombs get changed? I know yours are fairly useful. Yeah, so Zerker bombs are pretty universally uh, like decided on, I guess, or I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Like in each slot of the two bombs, there's a really good one and then a kind of useless one. So like you have your PVE spin. Um, and then your other option is the Stampede, which isn't super useful anymore. Like, you can still kind of use it as, like, a gimmick or to catch people off guard with it sometimes in 1v1s, but that's about it. More of a gimmick than anything. Then you have your Heal, which you, like, basically have to take. The other option is Acts of Destruction, which is kind of fun, kind of neat, but useless. And then your newer bombs, you just have to take, uh, fuck, what's the name of this skill? Uh, Frenzy Tyrant. Because it's your uh, pull skill. So right. you use it for pulling in PvE. So, I don't know. They 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 could change, like, the other ones. Like, the bad ones. Like, Acts of Destruction and Feral Stampede and whatnot. And make those a little bit better. So it's actually, like, a choice. But, uh, yeah. Right now, it's, like, very not a competition between the Rebombs. So, like, the good ones are fine and they don't need to be changed. But maybe the, the bad ones need to be buffed. Yeah. Um I don't know. Is there a 
I'm trying to think, is there anything else with the, uh, with the reworks that, that you guys wanted to get off your chest before we move on? Um, yes. All right. What's up? Thank God. Thank God they listened and changed uh, Charging Thrust. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Changed what? Charging, charging Thrust. Oh, yeah, where you don't get, you don't oh, stun yourself at the end? Yeah, and, and also actually having protect front guard on the entire uh, ability. Like, that was such a fucking massive load on my back, just getting wiped away. That it was so great getting. It's been just, oh, my Lord. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Flannels, anything else you want to add about the Ranger rework? Uh, no. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it so far. Again, we have to kind of see how the other ones are, then go from there. I hope that they continue to, like, listen and take feedback. Mm -hmm. And just try to make it so every class has a place, right? Like, I don't think any one class should be over-the-top broken. I think like, it'd be nice for just everybody to be able to feel like, oh, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, let's say, um, I'm fighting a sage. Well, now I can, I have stuff to do or to um, kill him. Like, uh, my kit, I just don't feel like I'm insta-dead and I just automatically lose this matchup. And that goes for any class, right? Just... Hopefully, going more towards like balance and being able to always feel like you could counterplay and do something. I think it's good. Um, I'm looking forward to more reworks. Um, separately from the class stuff, uh, starting with you, Flannels, how, how do you guys feel about the direction of sort of the quality of life changes? Because we've been getting, God, I, probably right when PA took over. We've been getting a lot of little stuff in the game, like um, the search bar added to your characters or um, them allowing us to add more stuff into the family inventory or, or whatever. I, I don't know. There's just like a bunch of little things. The map, the loot scroll change that's coming, the ghillie change, um, that sort of stuff. It, um, do you like the, the direction they're going with all of that? And is there anything in there that you don't like, uh, Flannels? No, I think it's it's all good. It's just quality of life. It makes the game um feel a lot easier. I know a lot of people they would spend hundreds of hours grinding for like the infinite pot and it's just you don't know when you're going to get it. It could take 50 hours, it could take 500. So like adding things like that uh being more accessible, I think it's better. Overall, it's like healthier for the game. It makes it feel more so like you can see the progression clearly like in your face rather than it's an infinite grind and you're just waiting for a tiny little rng drop that could take forever yeah um what about fsr How, have you messed around with fsr at all the uh the new high fidelity amd thing to play in remastered uh no i only play in optimode yeah, okay you're you're basically a warrior in a ranger disguise, yeah. dude. <laughs> Pretty much, bro. It's all about the FPS for me. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Biceptimus? The kind of the direction PA's been going in general, um, and with quality life stuff, and uh, how do you like the FSR, or have you messed around with it at all? Um, let's start with the FSR because that's a quick one. Uh, I tried it out. It seems good. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's glory. <laughs> um it seems good like it's it's just a, a net positive right if people want to use it and it's better for them then it's a good thing and if you don't want to use it then nothing changed so net positive it's great 
Uh, it looks okay in some settings, etc. Et it's too blurry for me, so I'm not super hyped on it. But um, the the changes in general, I love it. And I'm a bit of a masochist in this game, so I'm always extremely concerned when it comes to the quality of life. Taking, um, I don't know how to say it in English, but like it being too much, becoming too much quality of life and mm -hmm. turning into World of Warcraft, right? Um, where you just basically make everything too convenient and, and too straightforward. So it's just, it, it takes you out of it. Um, but I think all the changes they're doing, all the improvements, all the actual quality of lives have been spot on. Uh, I'm very, very happy with them so far. And every time something new like this is added, I'm just excited because, yeah, I fully agree with the, all the changes, direction as well. Um, Dude, you don't yeah, just gloss over the FSR thing, dude. This has been amazing change, right? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, Reslar, what about you? Just kind of overall, I know we kind of talk about it every week, but now seeing like with the uh, the reworks out and and the loot scroll change, and we finally got the ghillie change on our server, and it's funny to laugh at all the people that says unknown adventure above their head. It just looks funny. Um, your your feelings on kind of the direction they've been going? Yeah, so, I mean, we've been talking about this, you know, the weekly podcast, so we cover it as it all comes out. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good thing uh, to do. They seem to be have been focusing a lot more on QOL. Uh, I think there's still a lot more stuff that they uh, need to or should do, um, starting with the uh, goddamn Marnie's Fuel. The uh, Marnie's Fuel that costs $10 to add a fucking accessory that doesn't cost any silver to your item copy tag gear yeah yeah let's start with that um but yeah i think Every it's reroll. uh i think it's uh i think it's good i think it's good they should keep going in this direction keep taking community feedback and uh <laughs> and just keep uh working on it you know yeah no actually yeah. i know you're taking Sorry, a watching in there real quick but no, like one of the biggest things that the res was just like fairy rerolls like if they're going to make um, the the potion, which I do agree with, it's not like a treasure item. It's it's an actual part of your character progression now. It's so right. good. It's so amazing, especially later on. They should also make it way more accessible to reroll your fairy skills. Let us have two fairies so you can release a fairy that has shit skills uh, without risking um, like having a worse fairy. Uh, put the the reroll uh, the skill rerolls and in the loyalty shop stuff like that. Having a a fairy with the um, the, the potion and along with an infinite potion that's more than just a like a quality of life. That's like that's a game changer and that should be more accessible. I think that's the next big one they really should be looking at. Yeah, that that's the thing too. Is like if you just had a second, if you could have two fairies, it would literally let you roll the skills and buy the weapons and do that whole thing without ruining like your existing fairy that's like decent or whatever you want to do. Yep. Yeah, that would, that would actually yep. be super nice. Um, is there anything content wise? Uh, I know they delayed a bunch of stuff because they wanted to focus on the reworks. Is there anything content wise that you really hope that they stick to their promise and release uh, starting with you by Septimus? Just um, go flannels first. The what? He's eating, dude. Go flannels first. Oh, flannels first. Okay, flannels. Respect the man's is dinner. There, is there any? Uh, <laughs> is there any content uh, upcoming or that was coming that maybe got delayed or they said would still come or whatever that you're really hoping comes out um, in the uh, future? I think. 
I think we could all guess what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm with rank you. Rank PvP. Yeah. Please just give me rank cubal PvP with a leaderboard. I'm just so excited. Maybe I'm too excited for everything they said. It just sounds so good and so fun. I I agree. It it would be, ah, dude. Just like so I logging into BDO and being like. I'm just going to hop into a 3v3, I have time for one real quick and then I got to go, or hopping into a 1v1 real quick and having a ladder and looking at where different people are in different classes. I, I know a lot of people, I've said this a few times in the past, and I, I'm curious your opinion on, on this, Flannels, but I know a lot of people feel like 1v1 is really imbalanced between a lot of classes, but the thing that makes a 1v1 ladder really, really fun and interesting, even with imbalance, is that some people overcome those imbalances and you see them go to the top and i think that's a really really cool thing like i i think that people would be surprised to see uh, prior to reworks like if we already had arenas that there would be a random wizard at the top and a random uh w whatever class that people feel isn't very good at 1v1 because sometimes people just like overcome that kind of stuff so that's why i really wish that there were arenas both 3v3 and 1v1s because I don't know. Rankings are really fun to look at. Queuing up, having something that you're like working towards and can brag about is is really cool. Yeah. I think uh, a big thing with that is they're adding uh, the different forms, like the one v one, two v two. I'm pretty sure they're gonna want to add three v three, and then the like really big one is uh, the ten v ten. It's made out to be. So I feel like you have all these different aspects. Like, oh, maybe my class isn't that good in one v one. But it's really good in 10v10, or it's really good in 3v3, and it's not like they're going to force you to do the 1v1s if you don't want to, or if you don't enjoy it. It's just there's so much different variety, and oh, I just can't wait. It's going to be so fun. And also with the reworks, I think that if they do a good job, like, I don't think uh, it's almost impossible to do. To perfectly balance a game, yeah. I feel like it's really hard to do. Like, it's never been done. Yeah, it's just that. <laughs> yeah, it's just that. Obviously, the closer that they can get with all these reworks, the better for it. And I think it'll make the game healthier. And I know people. Uh, they have different opinions on the meta. Like, oh, they may not like SA trade heavy meta. Um, they they may like it. They may not want more frontals in the game, or um, so on. But. At least now, it's more so of a, a lot of the classes that were older and did feel useless or out of place. I guess the idea is that no matter what the vision of the, uh, the devs are for the game and for how it plays out, that you feel like you can actually like do something, right? Like your class has a place, and I think that's big. Yeah, and I don't know what you're talking about, Reslar. It's never been done. Everyone's favorite game they played right before BDO was perfectly balanced. Oh, yeah? Yeah. League of Legends? Yeah, League of Legends has never had any balance issues. Blade and Soul <laughs> didn't. Terra never no, did. No, actually, you know what? That brings up a good point. You want to know what game was perfectly balanced? Which one? Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It actually wasn't. People were complaining about balancing that game all the time. <laughs> No, like, but legitimate, the only balance legit game. 
People need to realize, like, and I, I know this seems like such an obvious point, but it's something that I feel like it needs to be said. Like, literally no game has ever been perfectly balanced. It's never been done. Even the most balanced, arguably the most balanced game that has ever been created, in my opinion, is chess. And that is still unbalanced because white always goes first. Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. But the problem with balance is everything has to be identical. So if you balance a game, you just have the same classes. Yep. So, like, it's it just doesn't work. Uh, someone said StarCraft Brood War in chat. Uh, need I remind you of the four-year period where Protoss is only one in every single tournament? I I guess that's balanced. I I don't know. Um, what do you uh, Biceptus? We didn't get to you, but what are you uh, looking forward to as far as content uh, goes? Okay. You mean other than RP weddings on Calcium 2? Yeah. Um, I mean, I love PP. I love Arena. It's what I, I did. It's it's my jam. <laughs> but I, I am a bit concerned about it, especially if they're doing like rewards for one versus one because it is on balance. And as soon as you have rewards and all that, you have to take it seriously. If it's unrewarded one versus one and maybe rewards for season 10, 3, 3 and 5, 5, 10, 10, sure, great, awesome. If it's implemented in the right way, where it doesn't take away from the the, the world and people just sit in uh, in Orgrimmar all day queuing up, right? But actually play the game as well and have an incentive to participate in in the game and not just a game within the game. I'm all for it. Um, that being said, the thing I'm actually looking the most forward to is uh, the AOB rework. I actually, and that's a game in a game, I know that, <laughs> but I really like, um, like, hero defenses and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen there. Um, and I hope it's going to be, like, a, a weekly thing, sort of the attraction dungeon, that is uh, worth doing. And if you enjoy doing it, you can do it, but you don't have to do it. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with that. I want to ask a controversial topic. What what oh boy. what to you? We'll start with you, Bicep, because I want to hear Flannel's opinion on this too. And it's funny, Flannel's to me is like really really unique opinion because Flannel's makes a lot of these Ranger matchups that are supposed to be bad not look bad. So I'm curious like where he stands on this. But um, Bicep, what is the from your perspective? What is the most busted class in like a one v one? Okay. Sork. Fuck sorks. Sork? Ooh. Yeah. All right, go on, go and on. And it's, it's very simple. It's because I don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm just not <laughs> a good enough player. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and I can't be asked uh, spending the time and learning their abilities. Uh, so it's much easier to just hate them and uh, cling to the fact that they're overpowered, they iframe everything, and then they one-shot you in a CC. So there you go. Sorks are broken. Yeah. <laughs> Flannels. It's the most busted 1v1 class right now. Tamer. Why? Yes. Tamer, 100%. Why Tamer? They, they, they hold down a key bind for their WW. They can cancel everything, including their grapple, to the point where Mimo literally said, yeah, we could cancel our grapple fail animation. The only way you're going to ever get me out is desync, haha. How's that fair, man? <laughs> you you finally you work so hard to get the CC throughout everything, and then the dog CCs you. They stand up and they just blow you up like one zero. Like bro, yep. 
What, man? How? Void lightning? Like, oh my god. It didn't even suck. Roaring spam? It's the most unfair matchup. You're always fighting two, you, uh, 1v2, dude. You, <laughs> even when I fight, granted, I can fight a good tamer, and I'll give respect. Like, yeah, he's a he's a good tamer. He's a good player. It's just not fun. Even when I, even if I win, I feel like I'm just losing because I'm just not happy the whole time. It's just like, <laughs> that's how the warrior matchup. And even, is. dude, even when Same tamers starts, like, win, a on right there. When tamers win via dog, they feel bad about it. I mean, what what wasn't it the class tournament, Frosty? That I forget who it was, but yeah, a tamer balance. got grabbed by another tamer, and then the dog CC'd them. So the person who got grabbed won, and they literally apologized. Yeah, they were like, dude, balance was like, dude, Mamo, man, good fights. I'm so sorry. I ended like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, that's why I'm a little bit surprised no one said tamer when I said which uh, reworks are you most afraid of? Because uh, imagine a world where just all of tamer's aoe's are bigger all of a sudden i'm oh, just yeah, like that's what <laughs> i don't think they're gonna just do that i, th I think they are going to some other uh, oppressive things so that's why i'm not too worried about it tamer's my next main dude watch i can't wait those tamer oh, reworks um dude i really hope they don't make void back <laughs> <laughs> That's it's already the most toxic fucking skill in the game. Like, I I I grade that even higher than vacuums, and vacuums are pretty fucking toxic for me. Yeah, vacuums are are pretty busted. Um, dude, that that spam roaring on suck. I just cannot. I cannot with that fucking skill. <laughs> um, what do you guys feel like is the meta right now? Because uh, this is a uh, something I've been thinking about. Because when for so long when people are like, well, the siege meta, so talking about like large scale, cause flannels, you still, you're in black rose, right? Still? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, I assume you siege and go to some node wars and stuff. Um, oh, you both are in black rose. You're guildies. Forgot. I, I used to be in black rose with you, uh, biceptimus way back in the day, but I don't think we ever spoke. You were too famous for me. Um, <laughs> oh, so not good enough for you anymore. I see how it is. But the, <laughs> The uh, what what to you guys is the large scale meta? Because for it was defined for so long by wizard and caster meta, and at least the way I'm seeing it. So I, I'm in like a more of a tier two node war guild um, in Apocalypse. So we we fight like corrupt all the time and and barcode and Spartan and Black Rose and digital and to to me it's like ever it's not like super super defined right now. Like there's obvious classes that are really really impactful like nova but i don't see it's not like a uh, a guild is running up with 20 novas like you used to see with caster so i guess starting with you biceptimus what is like the large scale meta currently as um, you see it are you trying to get our strats out of us or what's going on here <laughs> frosty yeah well, sorry what is black uh, rose's what large is this, scale uh, this strategy? seems a bit sus right now <laughs> Is this all? Are you even recording? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, castles are super strong. Uh, Rangers frags out, right? And uh, something, something, uh, Q, uh, kill yeah. everything every three minutes. Mm -hmm. Something, something, Q is right. I have a yeah. bone to pick with that skill. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 still like high damage and uh, main ball. I don't think too much change in like the meta of how you play. Like you still have your main ball, you still have your flex. Uh, cannons are extremely strong in special teams, mm -hmm. uh, which is cool. 
but you still have the same classes fracking out. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, for you flannels. Uh, suck Corsair. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe obviously Zerkers, casters, Rangers, like some guardians. Then you have flex and everything, but. It really feels like uh, Suck Corsair is that next class that is just... It's on the rise, man. It's yeah. super easy to play. It does really good damage, and it's always protected, and those Rebombs brought it to like a whole nother level. Oh, Go on man. a vacuum, yeah, get a It's so impressive of anyone fighting against it. It's it's the, the block threat, it's the debuffs, it's the vacuums, and, and while being protected on top. Like, you could remove the damage on the Suck Corsair, and it would still be one of the most oppressive group fight classes in the entire game with literally zero damage. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. It is something else. <laughs> Did they ever fix that um, where they can use their ability over the fences? On Sage or yeah. Corsair? Uh, yes. Well, I don't know about every ability, but they did with Lightning Prison and Flow Interrogate. Gotcha. Um, I haven't actually tested it. The myself, main culprits, at but, least. Yeah. Um, I do want to have a, a brief moment to talk about Q-Buff for a second because this recently I had to go into testing because I was insulted for the last time because everyone, every Zerker I've ever spoken to, you tell them like, you know, it's kind of weird that Q-Buff knocks you down on every hit. It feels a little bit yeah. strong. And here's what I always hear. This is always the response. LOL. You don't know how Zerker works. That's why you're saying that. If you knew, you'd know it only knocks down when Flame Buster is off cooldown or when Ancient Power is off cooldown. Other than that, it's just down smashes. Well, so I went in and tested this theory. Not only does it knock down on every single hit 100% of the time, regardless of cooldown, you can spec down to level one Flame Buster and completely unspec Ancient Power, and it still knocks down on every single hit. 100% of the time. So the irony of them saying that, that I don't know what I'm talking about and that I think it's knockdowns because of the down smashes is actually like the opposite. They thought they were constantly down smashing everyone because they were constantly knocking down everyone over and over again. Like there are down smashes, but they actually, the down smash rules apply pretty normally. It's a 30% chance. And then if you have a, uh, an add-on, but most of the time you're just knocking people down. I don't know if this is intended or not intended, but it, it, that is one of the main reasons that skill feels absolutely oppressive. And if it did have to adhere to some sort of cooldown, I think it would not feel as horrible. Um, Reslar being the resident. What would you think? Well, I, I mean, if it, so ancient power is a 13 second cooldown and flame buster is a six second cooldown. So I, I don't know one of those two at, at the very least, uh, but Rez, I wanted to get your opinion on it since you're, that's your baby, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been a long time advocate for nerfing Q-Buff. My issue with the idea of nerfing Q-Buff is it has to come with something else. Because like I said, if you take away Q-Buff and you take away Seismic, this class is not very good. I won't say it'll be the worst class in the game because there's definitely, there would still definitely be worse classes, but... Like, if you're going to take away Q-Buff, and if you're going to take away what, your nerf Seismic, wh then why? there has to be changes in other places. Yeah, I don't get why you're adding Seismic. I, I didn't mention Seismic a single time. No, I'm just saying, because that's what 
like those two skills are what makes this class very very powerful right now right that's why mm -hmm. i'm saying seismic because q buff and seismic are what makes this class as strong as it is currently so I if you're going to change either one of those things, then there, I feel like that's fine and that's totally viable. But there needs to be some buffs in some other places. So I agree. If if they somehow nerfed seismic, there would need to be. But if you nerfed Q buff down to a level where it's good, it's just not oppressive. I I don't think that you'd have to give it something else in exchange. I think that leaving everything else the same would be fine. Seismic could still be seismic and so on and so forth. So you think if like let's say uh let's say Q buff only knocked down when ancient power was off cooldown, but the damage and everything else stayed the same. You think that it would weaken Zerker to a point that they would need buffs? I again I think it would still be okay, especially if you're leaving seismic as it is, but I would like to see some changes in some other places, and maybe that can come in the form of the rework. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of its large-scale capabilities comes from that Q buff. So if suddenly Q buff is no longer doing as much as it was before, yes, I would like to see some buffs to its large scale in other places. And again, like that can come in the form of reworks. I don't really care. But there are some very easy changes that I think would be really nice that would help Zerker's large scale. Namely, actually iframe in the air whenever you're doing Giant Leap. Uh, perhaps some uh, damage buffs, some small damage buffs to some of the uh, protected AoE skills that don't do a lot of damage, like Slugfest. They don't have to make it crazy, but like just a little bit. Um, I don't know. Like I've always said nerf Q buff, that's totally fine because it's a very powerful ability and it's super not fun whenever you're getting Q buffed, which at the end of the day, that's what is most important, are people having fun. So... But, I don't know, I think just too much of Zerker's large-scale capabilities is tied to its Cubo, so if you nerf that, then I'd want to see some buffs in other places without making them the new Cubo, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously with the reworks, there's probably going to be a bunch of changes, but I, I guess I just right. fundamentally disagree that if Cubo was brought down to a reasonable level, that Zerker would lose its strength uh, overall. I think the Cubo thing is like... it. So it goes from, someone described it this way before, where it's like, all right, when Zerker's on the battlefield, um, you have to like be aware of, of where they are because they can come up and blow you up really fast and you have to like be aware of that. But if they pop Q buff, like everyone becomes, it now becomes part of like the shot call. Like you don't, when, when like a wizard e-buffs, no one is calling that out. When a Corsair e-buffs, no one is calling that out. When a warrior e-buffs, that's not a call that my shot caller has to like let the entire guild know because we're about to get run over. Like when Q buff is called, it's like literally a shot call that completely changes how everyone on the battlefield has to play. And I just think that that's crazy, especially considering it's only a three minute cooldown. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, like I don't think I don't think any skill, any class's skill should be like that. Whether that's Q buff or that's uh, PA on witches and wizards, I agree. Um, anyway. Do you think uh, yeah. Q buff should? Uh, is it is it weird for me to say that it just seems like? I mean, obviously this has been in the game for a long fucking time, so kind of late in the game to be bringing this up, actually. But is it is it just weird to me only that uh, Zerker's Q buff is the only one where they're just like sitting there spamming one skill? 
or you know however many skills but it's just like they're constantly just shooting at you the whole time whereas every other class's e-buff is like it enhances your kit to in some capacity by buffing up you as a player and, and allowing you to do more damage with your normal skills rather than just be like this uh this well it does machine. it does do other things for your other skills as well like it removes the charge time on ancient wave which is a very useful thing but the thing is is that's not as <laughs> that's not, not as, as fancy potent. as yeah yeah exactly so like it it does do some other things. It's not like the only thing Q buff does is you know allow you to obliterate people from five meter five hundred meters away. Yeah, um, maybe it was mostly my my perception of how the skill is utilized because of how. No, 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 and skill. that's valid. That's entirely valid because it just is. I mean, the most powerful thing you can do is just at least in large scale, you just keep knocking people down and hoping that your team you know is gonna go in and get all the kills you can run in yourself and try and capitalize on your own q buff but then yeah, you're, you're not q buffing anymore so you're not <laughs> helping your team so yeah. i don't know it it's 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 a very very powerful ability that should probably get nerfed my only thing is if you're going to nerf it i would like to see some changes in some other places but yeah, yes 100%. i i have always advocated for q buff nerfs always yeah i don't know it, it's weird that I mean, like I said, a little late in the game to be bringing something like that up. It's been here for forever, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just, the only reason I'm mentioning it is because I just, I, I was insulted to my face one more time about how I have no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, you know what, man, I, I'm just going to go record this and <laughs> test it because I, I'm so sick of like, I, I'm just like, dude, they're, 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 my RNG cannot be that bad that the one shot that happens to hit me is on that, off that 13 second cooldown every time. My RG can't be that bad. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like that—that's the thing. I was gonna ask two flannels because do you do you know Lorenz? I he I think he talks uh, to you sometimes. P. Lorenz. Yeah, he plays Ranger. Yeah. So from he's he's one of the I think we have three Rangers in our guild. But one of the things he noticed after the Wiz Witch meta, um, is that he has to deal with a lot more rat classes, and he also plays Succession in large scale and i don't know he he like hates it so it's like are are things right now like for rangers specifically better or worse um based on like which classes you see and run into more often than they were before whiz witch voltaic nerfs uh it's hard to say because i think even apart from that ranger it's either it's like either the best class or the worst class like because it really also a big thing it depends on the strength of your own guild and your ball that you can hide behind like if you have the stronger guild um let's say in siege uh my guild is at an enemy's base mm -hmm. the rangers are just like the final killing blow to it like that just top it all off it feels like um but you do sort of rely a lot on the strength of your ball and your guild to support you right because uh, when it comes to playing with a lot of like rats, they do look at ranger as a free kill, and they do straight up tunnel vision target them, just trying to blow them up. So it can be it can be rough. It it scales off of so many different factors, though. Um, yeah. In skirmish, I did not like going to no doors. I can say that. <laughs> yeah if you don't have <laughs> if you don't have people protecting you it feels bad when you're trying to be in the back yeah 
but then but then again if you do have those people protecting you it's like the greatest thing in the world you're just shredding doing so much damage and yeah, staying safe and it's long. range yeah so it's like it's this weird mix where it's either the greatest thing or the worst thing i i will say as a resident rat class i did like targeting rangers <laughs> Yeah. They were much easier to deal with overall because you guys defensively aren't as strong as some of the other classes to deal with. I feel like in the guilds that I run, like if I'm against Black Rose or like the last time I went on Sakuno against Black Rose, like every time I try to do anything to a ranger, I feel like a wizard just finds me or a witch or something. <laughs> All right. I just like always yeah. get hit by Voltaic whenever I try to get a wizard or uh, try to kill a ranger. Um, Rez or Nash, is there anything else you wanted to uh ask our lovely guest? Yeah, why can't EU people use global apps? It's a good question. Uh, because PA uh, rules, rules. <laughs> this is rules. Uh, uh, why are we asking us? Like, how the fuck am I supposed to know? Yeah, why, did you make, why did you make this decision by Septimus? Come on. What? <laughs> What? No, but could I thought you could before? Isn't that a recent development? No, I think like it got. A, a they month, always had to um, use a VPN and yeah. and NA. That's been like that since they won. Yeah. Other yeah. other regions, I think, are able to, but uh, EU for some reason is different. Yeah. Yeah. No idea why. That is a super weird. Super strange thing. Wait, Flannels, I'm curious how how do you said you don't grind, but you do have enough gear to be in black rose. How how do you make your silver? Uh oh. Uh, are, you, are you a gambler? Uh, what is this? Are you a gambler, uh, dude? So No, I'm not a gambler. I just do the really the things that most people sit there and hate and would never think of doing, but the like lazy ways, like Running relic scrolls or doing field bosses. <laughs> yeah, I had a hard. feeling, oh dude. You're God. such a relic scroll. I was type wondering guy. who was still buying. Yeah, those who's things. buying these, dude? If anyone was wondering who's buying relic scrolls, because you never see anyone do them, it's flannels, dude. He's just soloing relic scrolls all day long while watching anime. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, because uh, you're by Septimus, You're about to start grinding. I wanted to ask you something. You know, uh, do you know Samson? Uh, the I warrior. No, no clue who that is. Uh, no shout out to uh, B Samson <laughs> underscore at uh, Twitch TV. Uh, no, who's that? Can you tell me about him? Well, he's running an evasion build, and he swapped to evasion for PVE because he likes Ash Force and Alun grind, and it makes it way more chill. And he's in this weird dilemma where he's not sure if he should stay evasion or swap to DR. Um, on his warrior, what what do you recommend for warriors that are just getting to that point? What point? His point? Yeah, well, yeah, like it, he. So he's full C nine, basically, right? If you're like full C nine, I, I mean, do you recommend evasion on warrior? Or do you prefer dr? And what are the pros and cons for you? Because I know you. So in, in general, like the, the general. Oh my god, man! This is like I know, two it's, it's two hours uh, normal discussion <laughs> every stream. Um, it's okay. Did you do a video on the this? The TLDR is, um, of course, uh, check out my YouTube channel where I got this guide and everything. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> if you go evasion, you are pretty much going to be more tanky. 
at like full pensy nine plus and all that. It gives you more leeway in, in building tanky and it's stronger in PVE, hands down on all classes, right? That's the general. Of course, there's a few differences with some classes, but that's the general gist of it. Warriors as a class benefit from being tanky. If, if we are fighting and we're dealing damage in PVP, just ignoring PVE for now, um, we are in a position where we can take damage as well. So being tanky obviously has innate value because taking more hits allows us to be dealing more hits, right? Mm -hmm. If you're, say, a ranger, maybe you're in a position where dealing damage doesn't require you to be able to take damage, right? So maybe you don't value tankiness the same way. Um, and also, so the advantages of then going DR is obviously using a Nuva, Um and you're not going to be tanky with DR no more. It's, it's very simple. Um, um, even at full pin C20, which is where I am with, with DR, you're not going to be tanky with equal gear players. So what is the advantage, right? It's, it's being able to use Nuva. Most of the times you're going to be AP capping yourself at around 305, 309 anyway. Uh, and then you're going to be swapping your accessories around instead of going full AP monkey. Maybe you're using Nax, maybe you're using Dawns, maybe you're using uh, Ominous and Taurus, like basically swapping AP for accuracy. Mm -hmm. And we just went over how Warriors are now getting 24% accuracy. <laughs> yeah. So Which I don't know about insane. you guys, but to me, going uh, Nuver and DR and all that doesn't sound all that good. Sure, the evasion probably won't do a jack shit against other Warriors, but there are classes in the game that doesn't have those accuracy modifiers yet. Um, so maybe it's also going to be just a, a net positive in PvP, and you're going to have enough damage and accuracy going full evasion. There's no right and wrong about this. Like, I'm full DR. Mm -hmm. I actually don't even use Maneuver anymore. I sold it. So I'm actually, even in PvP, I'm full DR with a Kudum, which right. is weird, but it makes sense for, for what I'm doing. So, so um, go, go ahead, Nashi. With, with that, uh, that huge accuracy increase, have you considered trying human damage on Warrior? Yeah, that was my first thought. It was like, okay, well, I guess I'm removing Vipers. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, if that comes live, I am probably going to completely redo my crystals and either I'm going to go just full tanky, sage style, um, if the damage numbers on abilities are fine. Because again, as a warrior, I benefit a lot from any amount of tankiness increase I get. Yeah. Even if it's small, like just because it's small doesn't mean it can't have a big effect, right? Yeah. Um, we, know, we all know this to be true. And um, so slight increases, maybe changing uh, gems around for uh, more tankiness, HP, yada, yada. Or maybe we just kind of go like, fuck it. Uh, heat all of that and just uh, human damage, crystals, left and right. Um, yeah, I guess it depends on how, how much that human damage will impact mm. your... If you're able to like start one-shotting people around your gear score really easily, not one-shotting, yeah. but really quickly deleting them in a few skills because of... Obviously, the huge damage increases that you guys are seeing. That, mm. that could change <laughs> how that uh, yeah. is looked at. But yeah, if it's to the point where it's like it's not enough to really be super impactful, but you get like huge damage increases just naturally from the changes, staying tanky is obviously the beneficial yeah. aspect. So um, it also comes down to like, that's just for me, right? But if it depends on like what you value in the game and like with. Uh... Like aspects is your uh, priority, 
Um, like, are you one versus one, large scale, grinding, etc., etc. So maybe you're going to value different things. Um, and yeah, maybe you actually want to go and use, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, two seconds. I need to kill hands here real quick. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> I'll finish your sentence for you. Ron or Rose rings. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe you want to uh, be using like resistance stuff instead. Right? There's, there's so right. many options. So it doesn't have to be in, in uh, this... like AP or tankiness and stuff like that, right? In this all evasion build though, are you with like a centaur and a sissel? Because like if you're just C20 evasion, most classes with one or even two accuracy accessories, like just kind of like, it feels like you're not wearing gear if you don't have Sissel Centaur, like it just like deletes you. Are, is that part yeah. of the plan in this situation or uh, where you're going evasion on a, on a warrior? Um, yeah, like you definitely want to have those swaps. It goes such a long way having uh, having that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Having stuff to pop in and out for when you need to be more tanky and when you went value one thing or another. Yeah. Do Do you think some people? And I mean, I know you you feel pretty strongly that DR doesn't feel very tanky, but uh, I don't know. Like Onyx Ace is is pretty damn tanky, and like I know you've experienced running into this person, and and a lot of people have, and everyone thought forever that he was evasion because he's super tanky, but Multi is also DR, um, hmm. and if you run like, so he runs DR, he's full DR, he's full C20, all that stuff, and he also is like, he uses the HP uh, in his rings, and he uses Eye of the Ruins and Baltar, like he also has a lot of HP. Um, yep. I don't know, so for me, like, it, it does still seem like there's a fair amount of tankiness if you, if you stay with DR, it's not like you're just like paper. No, no, you, you can definitely get way more tank. It's not like you don't get tank in it, it doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's um, it's just not... At equal gear, right, it's just not enough, really. Um, you're never going to get, like, really, really tanky. Um, right, you got to do, so, like, Zethian's build. With the 269 yeah, pretty much, right? AP. If, if you actually want to... Uh, <laughs> If you actually want to get the benefit of it, and and the thing is, a lot of people underestimate just the trade-off of going uh, DR versus evasion, right? Um, people think you lose way more damage than actually do going going evasion. Uh, at end game, the differences are like super minute, um, and then you also have to factor in the the PVE trains, right? So uh, that's what one of the big things that caught uh, got me to um, switch out for for Nuber to Kudum, even being DR. It's the, um, the fact that every time I build my, my in-game gear around like 309 AP with Nuber, when I go grinding, which I do a lot, I put on a Kudum, and um, suddenly I lose out on a bunch of AP brackets, um, just innately by, by doing that swap. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, it depends like what do you value and, and how do you play the game, and uh, right. th there isn't necessarily a right and wrong. It also comes down to like playstyle. Um, if uh, you value like one versus one, so maybe you're very aggressive and like good getting in and out, and that's your play style. Maybe you like to stay a bit more and um, work more as a meat shield, right? You, you can build different routes. And especially with the rework and 
it's it's like the numbers are looking kind of sage like where <laughs> the damage is already there in the kit so maybe you can get away with <laughs> building uh less uh tank uh, sorry less uh, less damage and still deal the damage yeah so maybe you could put on that centaur build and maybe you can put on that sizzle neck and still do enough damage um what about for you flannels i there there's not as actually there might arguably more than warrior there like some rangers do run evasion um do you value evasion on on ranger at all or do you prefer dr i think you're asking the wrong guy man i'm still <laughs> at armors oh no wait what i thought you were 330 something dp yeah i have one i have one pen with c9 I have 10 oh armors. You and Nihilus, man, need to get it together. This is... It's not that hard to get pen armors, man. I'm working on it. I'm working yeah, on it. I'm sure. You and Nihilus are both working on it in Battle Arena. I think, from what I've seen, the... I think, uh, yeah, I've actually seen some pretty tanky Evasion Rangers. Or not like tanky tanky, but way tankier than dr it depends there's a lot of options a lot of people go different things you just full ap accuracy evasion some people even go like hybrid for awakening stuff so it kind of really depends on just what you want to do i think they can all work and i don't have enough gear to tell you which one yeah. is better than the <laughs> other yeah he said he uh sunny said you got to reach that sweet spot 305 ap um I'm still trying to work on that, so maybe yeah. one day. Um. All right, now Ashirez, you guys got any got any other questions? Nope. Um. You know, I was watching that uh that fight with hands, and you were gaining health while he was comboing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like I, I wasn't wearing uh, buffs or anything. I didn't have uh, alchemy stone on because I'm just grinding. Uh, it's a good thing he has a right seven now. second cooldown grab because he needed to grab your ass like five times. <laughs> oh my god! All right, that, the last thing I I do want to talk just about grabs before we go. This will be the last topic before we head out. But uh, I'll start with you, flannels. Your your thoughts on the state of grabs in the game? Um, if you could make changes to grabs, would you? And uh, what would they be? Or do you think grabs are fine uh, uh, in the way they are currently? So I think that this isn't necessarily a problem with them, but I think a big issue is that they have priority over iframe now. So that's like a real big killer. But I have a not-so-popular take. I think that some of them are actually fairly balanced it's just that they get overshadowed because there are aspects to them that shouldn't exist that do somewhat like sa fail um uh range like cone like all those things mm -hmm. i feel like when you when you hear someone complain about a grapple it's mainly like lawn a range grapple um warrior solar flare grapple like it's just these there are there are cheesy elements to it or certain certain aspects that are strong but then there are ones that i do think are somewhat fair ultimately i think that 
range grapples are awful for the game. Even if, like, I'd say Corsair's grapple is weak. It's still ranged. I still think it's bad. I still think it should be melee, and you just buff it so it obviously doesn't have that huge delay. I think that is way more fair, because then it creates this, like, you know you're spacing, right? And you can read your opponent, like, oh, they're coming in. He's in a grapple. I have to avoid it. And then you right. try to counterplay. But when it's ranged, it's so much different, and it's almost, it's, like, cheesy, kind of. So yeah. I don't know. 100 percent um ranger grab is definitely not one i've ever really complained about yeah Uh, for me for me it's still just like with with all grabs i just feel like the cooldowns generally are are too short uh by septimus what about what about you with uh your feeling on grabs in general um way too many grabs way too protected grabs way too strong grabs Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is a lot of stuff. They they should really just, especially cooldown on grabs. Let's, let's just jump into the big one, right? Yeah. Um, they really should have like a more intuitive system with like the cooldown. Like if it's range, longer cooldown. Knockdown, longer cooldown. Protected, longer uh, cooldown. Like all of these things, just um, add them in uh, for like building up. Um, uh, um. Like make it a bit more balanced with those things. Um, it's yeah, and and I would much rather have them remove protections on grabs than uh, adding more protected grabs. Um, yes, please, yeah. please. Yeah. It's it's. I think it's too much. That has like it's just outside of vacuums, which I can rant about for a very long time. Just forget vacuums for a second. Grabs is the most strong. It's the strongest CC in the game, right? Um, it iframes should be the counter to grabs. So it's also weird, like it used to be that you could, if you got grabbed in an iframe, you got CC'd because of desync, but you were like invulnerable on the ground. Uh, now you just get grabs, and especially for me with my shitty ping, right? <laughs> That's, <Yeah. laughs> my iframe does not work. My iframe is uh, like, whatever, and it's even with my 200 ping, it's like, it's, forget about it, it doesn't work. Um, you probably and get grabbed from Honestly, you have to be punished, right? If, if it's such a strong cooldown, you shouldn't just be literally clicking E or whatever, Every time it's off cooldown, hoping it lands, it should be something you're using um, for reason and tactical and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I do want to say, I think there should be some protected grabs. Um, I just because how important they are for large scale. Um, like we've, I've seen a, a circle with two hundred uh, go in, and and I live an entire team. I try to grab him, I get CC'd by the two hundred percent. Like, I think it's important for large skill to have some protected grabs. But yeah. there's way too many of them. Way too many. So, yeah, I, yeah, okay. I agree. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Like, <laughs> they, yeah. like Zerker and Striker like, are two of the classes that I like, don't really have a big deal with them having you know, their grabs the way they are. But... You know, as far as Th- those two and spe- specifically, but, in mind. it makes yeah. sense. Maybe they have a few too many, but um... yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I can understand it. Like the, their kits are built around them. Um, but uh, the other classes, like the cooldowns, at least need to be adjusted. Maybe protections adjusted for those classes that are. Like you were saying, you know, I actually want to throw Sockwar in there where I think it's fine, but I also don't think it should be reduced to eleven seconds. Uh, I think like 13 seconds is, is a good long cooldown for a protected grab. Yeah. And I, I do like that Succession Warrior has it, Awakening doesn't. But it would also be cool having the options as a warrior. 
but maybe that wouldn't be too much, right? But have the option either I take the 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 protect the grab for large skill, and then when I'm fucking around doing uh, getting my my cheeks clapped by hands, maybe I take the short uh, short uh, <laughs> cooldown grab there, right? Yeah, I, I, the 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 main thing that you mentioned though is true, like um, uh, with how the cooldowns are, but it's like with um, non-grab classes, we need time to play around, like, finding openings and whatnot. With how the things are right now, with the grab cooldowns and all the protections in the game, non-grab classes are really struggling with finding those openings, uh, unless the, the opponent is just, you know, unnecessarily playing risky, or he's out-geared by you. Like, so it's basically, like, a, a huge gear check thing, so... Um, yeah, there just there needs to be time um, for you know non grab classes to be able to play around, and there currently just really isn't in some matchups. I'm gonna yeah, go. That, that should be like a a window of punishment. Yeah. If, yeah. if you miss it, but you should also like be, I think unprotected right. So if they actually miss miss the grab, you have that split second of reaction if you bait out the grab and then punishing that as well. I think that's would just be way better in, in general for the yeah, game. Yeah, that was specifically yeah. what you said earlier. Is, um, instead of being so dependent on the grab, it should be something that's used in a niche scenario. I feel like yeah. that would be nice. Yeah, I, I do think that it's important it that it is in the game. I, I actually think that it is an important uh, ability in the game, the weight functions and stuff like that. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you would have to completely rework like the, the systems and like the protections and all that, which, which could be fun as well, but... Yeah, I'm gonna go into specifics on them. So one, I I think the cooldowns overall are just way too short uh, on all of them. I actually even think 13 seconds is too short. Uh, like minimum to me would be 15. I prefer even longer, but 15 at the most, so or at the at the lowest. So that way it's like when someone does go for the grab, it's important that interaction is important, and then both players have to play around it for a while. And keep track of that cooldown and all that stuff and and some of these grabs that are seven or eight seconds don't make any sense to me i don't think sage has any business with a ranged grab it doesn't make any sense to me i think it should be point blank melee um it's also crazy to me that they it, it's funny because we had armin on the podcast before he was a gm and in that podcast i don't know if you remember Reslar, we were talking about the the downtime after a failed grab. And I was saying that I, I think it was fine and Armin agreed it was fine. You were saying it was a little too long and then they made it so Bolt overcharges or the grab overcharges Bolt. Now there's zero downtime whatsoever. There's like literally not, if you fail the grab, you can iframe, especially if your ping is good enough, you can iframe before it's, most people don't even recognize that you went for the grab. Like it, it's like, can be that fast. Um, I think Tamer's downtime also is, is too short i think with mystic and striker and like zerker i'm also okay with the the fact that they're protected especially on success because if you're holding someone up and you're unprotected then your grab just becomes completely useless in group pvp uh, i just think on uh like striker mystic specifically seven seconds is so incredibly oppressive and completely removes like I, there's just no reason not to just protect yourself for four seconds and then go for it again and then protect yourself for four or five seconds and then go for it again. It's like just the most simple playstyle that can be really frustrating for people that those classes are already really protected. So it's, I think it can be frustrating for a lot of players that not only do 
I have a difficult time CCing them to begin with, but also every seven seconds they can pull me out of my protection. Um, so there's a, like a lot of graphs like that. Like the lawn, I actually don't mind the range outwardly. I cannot stand that it's so forgiving directionally that that cone is like, you can completely whiff your grab on every other class, but a lawn would succeed it is a tear. <laughs> it, it feels so bad. And you see- It doesn't see, matter in which dimension you are either. <laughs> yeah, and you see it dictate their play so much. Like they're, I mean, lawns are like, I mean, there's some that are gonna be aggressive with some of their protected CCs, but man, a lot of them literally just double dash, grab and fly away and wait for it to be off cooldown. And it's just like, that cooldown is too short and it, it shouldn't be as forgiving. Um, so I, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of things. I, I, I keep seeing, there was a Reddit post yesterday about grabs and how they should rework them and everyone uh, has these ideas of block break mechanics and, or uh, grab break mechanics and block and grab and maybe grabs shouldn't go through frontal guard and all these different things. But I really think that people would feel a lot less frustrated by grabs if they just weren't happening nearly as often and if all of them were punishable on fail consistently yeah. punishable on fail like just those things alone would like just reduce the stress level of the community by a massive massive amount without even having to change the system entirely did you want to add anything uh res to the grab no no stuff. i agree like I, I think all of the attempts to like introduce like new complicated mechanics like uh like a grab uh repel or a cc break things like that like as solutions for grab specifically are kind of uh silly like if you just if you just stop with this like six second grab like crap that so many classes have it's like i don't know it would be fine honestly yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you know, we'll have to see what they end up doing. <laughs> it doesn't look like that's the direction they're going with that the SmackDown change. Uh, yeah, or, uh, yeah, take the, down. The, yeah, take down. Yeah, it, I was hoping that maybe they would uh like talk about or change grabs in the reworks, but that seems like it's not gonna happen, which is kind of unfortunate, honestly. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, I th I think that's that's it. Um, dude, flannels and biceptimus. Thank you guys so so much for coming on. And I I really hope I they plan. They said that they plan on releasing everything at once in October. My guess is it'll be a little bit later than that. At, at least for NAEU, it'll probably be a little bit later than that. Maybe KR gets it at the end of October. Um. But I, I would love in the future to revisit some of the stuff once everything is all said and done and kind of have a similar discussion and see where things played out. Because like you said, uh, by Septimus, when Suck Warrior came out, everyone was like, oh my God, this is so good. And it's PVE was good. And then they, they nerfed its PVE a, a bunch um, right after it came out. Same with, with Ranger. Uh, Succession Ranger PVE felt really good. And then they nerfed it. And the irony of it is that even that version of Succession Ranger isn't even like close to what the top grind classes are now. So, um, yeah, it would be really fun to have you guys back on, but I, I appreciate both of you a ton for taking the time out to hang out with us. And I know scheduling is kind of crazy, especially for you, uh, by Septimus. So thank you guys very, very much for coming on. Um,
Flannels first. Is there anything you wanted to plug or share or shout outs to anyone before you go? Uh, I guess shout out to Hands. It's my boy, my AOA teammate. He streams and does YouTube vids. I'm sure a lot of people already know him. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything else to say in that. I hope the Ranger community isn't too mad at me for saying that. I think that <laughs> our reworks are good and not bad it's just really er it's just it's just really early to tell and i think everybody has to wait for the other ones to see what they bring and then yeah. go from there yeah i think that's fair um biceptimus any any shout outs you want to plug your youtube your twitch and anything else no, it's fine. I'm, I'm sure if people uh, want to come hang at the Twitch streams, that's by Simpsons Prime, they'll uh, they'll be able to find the other stuff as well. Uh, I just want to thank you guys so much for having us uh, on. It's been an absolute joy. And uh, yeah. I, I hope that your next pen attempt goes, man. I hope it does. Thank you. I, I really, <laughs> truly do. I, I, mostly so I have good karma on mine because I'm only 0 for 4 and I don't want to get to 59 or 61 like you are. That sounds awful. <laughs> Yeah. Flannels, you don't stream or make YouTube videos or anything? Uh I mean I made like two montages, but no, I don't I don't really do anything. Why not? His AOA montage was pretty good. I, I love that montage, by the way. Well I have a not good ping and if I stream or something, I don't know. I just don't wanna I don't wanna desync or anything maybe in the future but who knows were you uh located in the states if you don't mind me asking uh east coast gotcha yeah Dang, dude, imagine being that good and on the east coast it's crazy <laughs> uh yeah so thank you guys so much for coming on and we are we're gonna jump into comments you guys are 100 percent welcome to stay sometimes some uh cool discussions come up from the comments um, but if you guys want to bounce, that's also totally fine. Totally up to you guys. Yeah, it's yeah. getting a bit late, so I'm going to um, be hitting out. Alrighty. <laughs> I'm going to head out also. Thank you for yeah, having awesome. me again. Yeah, uh, likewise. I'm totally down to do it in the future when more stuff comes out and revisit the changes to see how it goes from global labs to being finalized. Uh, but yeah, thank you again for having me. It was fun. Cool, man. After thank the, you guys. After the Ranger community whips you in the shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Oh, all right. Well, I'm gonna head out. Take right, care, guys. guys. Take it easy, guys. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Dude, they were awesome. That was fucking cool. Yeah, that was that was definitely a really good uh, feedback on those reworks. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see in its final form, post all the changes that they say they're gonna make. What mm -hmm. it'll be like, and how interesting it'll be to come back to this episode. And like hear what they talked about in this episode and compare it to the final product. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um Who who who's the next class? Is it Valkyrie or is it no, Sark? It it they're looks not... like it yeah, they haven't said they said they're gonna go in order, but I feel like with the launch it's kinda weird because they came out with like four classes, so it could be Zerker or Sork most likely. Yeah, because huh. technically Ranger is fourth on the awakening weapon list which is the number one way to check out the order of the classes but yeah. like frosty says the original six classes were all out at once so who knows what's going to come out next i do hope they stick to two a week 
Dude, the other thing that's really interesting is just to see like how many changes are going to be for Warrior and Ranger next week, you know? Mm. Um, Dude, what if they do Musa Mewa next week? No, yeah. I, I doubt that. It's 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 either going to be... So what are the original six? They, original they six said in release Warrior, order. Ranger... Yeah, Warrior, Ranger, Tamer, Stork, Stork Tamer, Valk, Berserker. Yeah. 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 So it'll, and then it'll... after that, what's after that? Hold on, Awakening. So after the original six, then you have Musa Mewa, Ninja Kuno, Wizard Witch, DK, and Striker. Did, did Wizard Witch missed... come out after Ninja Kuno? I don't think so. No, those were already out before. I I played Wizard. I'm just going by the I'm just going by the Awakening oh, list, my guy. Yeah, yeah. No, so here I think um let me see if it. Well, uh, wait. So Witch and Wizard were out originally in our game on release, but it wasn't an original class in KR. Right. I think that this is the order, more or less. I think it went. By technicality, I don't know if this is beta reveal or what, but I think it went Warrior, Sork, Ranger, Zerker, Tamer. And then, did it not? Was it not Valkyrie, Wizard, and Witch? And then Musa Mewa, and then Ninja Kuno. I think so. Right? Then Valkyrie, Wizard, Witch, then uh, Musa Mewa, Ninja Kuno, Dark Knight, Striker, Mystic, Lawn, Archer, Shy, Guardian, Hash, Nova sage corsair i think i know um i know the mages uh, which wizard were out before musa mewa because um my buddy who introduced me to the game way back um he was playing a wizard so you're still saying musa valk mewa but i i definitely played valk first before musa came out and i replayed after musa came out and made a musa so maybe that was the maybe that was the kr order but we had Valk was playable before Musa on our server. Mm. So it might anyway, be on We'll have to see. Anyway. It's a mystery. Yeah, we'll see. The beginning will be uh, rando, but basically once we've got the bladers, like we will know for sure from there. Um, I do want to talk real quick. I, I completely forgot uh, to go a little bit into detail with the, the infinite pots and the change there. And I know, Rez, you're super happy about this change i think yeah um so let me just kind of explain how how the new pity system works basically there's going to be 100 pieces 100 materials that you can get from each of the grind spots we don't know they didn't mention which mobs they drop from if it's only the same mobs that currently drop uh the actual potions or if it's just all the mobs in that area but once you have 100 pieces um you combine it or you show it and you get an, an item and then you combine the two items and you get the piece for that spot. And this is on top of the fact that the spot could uh, drop the item individually. On top of that, uh, and we again, we don't know the drop rate. It could be embers, it could be leaves, it could be uh, who knows how long it could take. But I assume it probably won't be that bad. Um, and then they also made it so the individual pieces, and this is only true for the potion the healing the hp pot the individual pieces will allow you to get a baby version of the potion so if you have one of the hp pot pieces you can use it to turn into a small pot which will heal you um 125 hp uh with a two second cooldown if you have two of the pieces you can use that to heal for 200 hp every two seconds and then once you get all three, you'll get the full large pot, which is 275 in two seconds. 
And then the mana pot also has the pity pieces, the hundred of each, um, but you have to complete the mana pot entirely. They also buffed the mana pot, the resource one, to match what actual resource pots give us um, before like mana pots, mana pots, large mana pots give, uh, or extra large mana pots give 375 uh, mana and have a five second cooldown. But to compensate for like the WPSP, I guess they made the infinite pot only give 325 and a six second cooldown. So they, they've changed that. Um, but yeah, so that's the overall gist, the long and short of it. Also, if you already have the pots completed, you'll get an item that'll let you like combine it to make a kind of different looking pot. It'll have a slightly different icon with gold on it. It'll show your name on it and it'll say, and you'll get a title, a color changing title, uh, I guess for each one. So, uh, Reslar, thoughts on uh, this system being implemented? Uh, finally, that's my thoughts. Uh, I mean, good i mean we don't there's so much we don't know like what's the drop rate what mobs does it drop from like you know uh i mean i'm glad that it exists i've been saying for a long time it doesn't even matter how good the system is just having one is going to help a lot of players on that grind yeah but uh yeah i don't know we'll we'll see how it uh we'll see how it actually ends up being implemented i like the uh <laughs> i like Leave it to Reddit to come up with the dumbest comment of the day. There was a comment on the post on Reddit of someone saying that uh, it's unfair that the people who have the pots get like a special title and stuff for it. <laughs> like oh, that's a, that's a weird take, man. But I mean, I respect it. But boy, is that a weird take? Yeah, that's that is some entitled shit. But... <laughs> <laughs> I I dig it, dude. Uh. Nayashi, when you do, uh, oh, Res, I think we have one, we have one comment we gotta delete. Um, Nayashi, oh, if, if you do return to the game is now with the pity system in place, are you more likely to go grind for this? I mean, yeah, probably. Like, it, it depends on where I am with my gear and like if I'm happy with it. So, for example, if I come back full hardcore again, um. <clears throat> I'll probably finish off the last C9 armor, which is currently C8, so just three bill, knock it out. Probably grind out till 305, and then at that point, I would probably consider going for the pot, yeah. Yeah. You know, so about 30-ish bill worth of grinding, and then I would just go for it, because that, that would be a comfortable spot. That would be basically, what is that? 665 gear score. So that'd be Some. a pretty good spot. Um, they also added a new free pet that you can get for finishing the Serendia quest line. Um, so that way you get five free pets uh, when you first start out the game, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, they added the item loot scroll on off thing that is now coming to care on the 8th. We will be getting it the week after most likely. Um, they simplified the UI on it a little bit. Um, the way the cooldown works now is if you turn it on, the cooldown is procced, I, I believe. It's like either when you turn it on or when you turn it off. But the, the cooldown only procs... Um, oh, yeah, that's what it is. When you activate either one or two, um, one of the two stages, it'll start the cooldown for five minutes. If you turn it off, it actually doesn't 
change the cooldown. It just pauses it. But then when you turn it back on, you get the cooldown. So you can't change it, you know, every pack or every elite or whatever to try to cheese your loot scrolls. Um, if you're on normal, not advanced, it, it just counts down one second at a time. It's based on time. If you're on advanced, counts down two seconds at a time. So that's, that is finally coming. I'm very excited about that. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's kind of it. So, um, the stuff though. Yep. Really, really cool stuff. I, I, I don't know where it is in here, but they had mentioned that they are going to buff Baragi Den and Alter Imps and that, or I, yeah, I believe Baragi and Alter Imps and that they're looking into buffing, um, Nagas and Fogans. No, no, Nagas and Fogans <laughs> as, as well. Orcs is looking far behind, you know, so they could get a cut up. Yeah, poor orcs, dude. They're gonna buff orcs and lawn succession lawn PV. <laughs> oh god. Um yeah, alright. Uh on to the comments. Uh here we go. First comment here, let me refresh actually. Yeah, I deleted two comments. Okay, so two. should be good. If I missed another one, just let me know. Alright. No, I don't know. This one didn't go away, but um, Chris Loden says first, and he has a little medal. How do you guys uh, about Corsair Awake and suck overall? The good, the bad about her. Um, Rez, you want to talk about it? How do you feel about Corsair, Corsair overall? Suck and Awakening. Suck and Awakening. Okay, so Succession Corsair is really strong. Um, it's pretty. I I don't know how to feel about Suck Corsair because. It has a lot of really powerful shit about it, but then it runs against like a Zerker or a Warrior, and then they're just get grabbed, and it's just that's it. Um, it's really weird. I kind of hate that they are reliant so much on their resist, but that being said, if they are if the resist is working and or if they don't have to deal with a Zerker or a Warrior hunting them down with their ignore grapple resist, they are extremely, extremely powerful. Um, like Frosty mentioned earlier, those were bombs are have made them very, very, very powerful. Uh, as far as Awakening goes, I don't think, I don't know, I don't think it's as strong as Succession. Um, it has a lot more range for sure, and God damn, does that anchor fucking hurt? But overall, I don't, I really don't think it's as good. I still think it's fairly strong, but not as powerful as Succession. No, it has but, split damage. It can't possibly hurt. <laughs> bro that anchor chunks brother yeah that anchor it feels good when that thing lands dude i i love i also love shift q because shift q has so much range that's the one where they hop in the air and shoot there are so many times in node wars where like my my guild's ball like just dives and i just last hit someone that i i don't even really see it's really funny. I just like shoot it into the ball and then just I see a red thing come up. I'm like, all right, we got one. <laughs> it's actually really, I, I love, so Succession Corsair is clearly too strong in large scale, way too easy, too protected. I, my personal proposed changes for it are remove the block break or remove the block recovery mechanic from Spiral Soak, which is the double whale skill. I also think that the Rebomb needs to be just changed in general. This is, would be a nerf to awakening and suck but i think it's fine that rebomb escape is just too strong i think maybe lower the amount of time you're in it and also start it as super armor and then go into sa um i mean start it as super armor and then go into the iframe and, and then lower the amount of time you're in it would be really nice 
I also think while you're moving, it should be consuming stamina, not just locked while you're in there. Um, and then lastly, what was the other one? Oh, uh, this one's more unpopular. I think Corsairs hate me for saying it. I think the vacuum should be just entirely removed from Jetstream. I think it's completely unnecessary for making that class good or bad. It still would be super good in group fights without that vacuum and it should just be removed. It's like an added frustration for not something like it's not, I feel like uh Valk and Mystic rely on their vacuums a little bit more. It's like a more important part of their kit. Whereas like the Corsair one just feels thrown in and is like unnecessary. It's also, you're completely iframed while you're vacuuming, which is crazy. Uh, those yeah. would be my proposed changes. That, that would just be a start. Maybe there's other things that needs to be nerfed, but that at least if those three things happened, I, I feel like it would be a lot less oppressive. Um, and then awakening. Yeah. Kind of like Reslar said, I think it has some weaknesses and, and some strengths. I think it's pretty good. I, I don't think in its current state that it's overpowered. Like most new classes can feel on awakening Corsair. Um, in one V one, a lot of the decent one V one classes can do just fine against it. It's damage can be really strong. If it gets off the whole combo, it's not a very fast combo, like range combo class. Um, and then it's like melee stuff is. It's pretty good for defending itself if you get gap closed on. It's not like a suck ranger where when they get there, you have some really cool melee tools. Um, but in its current state, it doesn't feel super oppressive. The only thing I would change is the Rabom just probably needs some nerfs. Um, yeah, so Monarch says, man, 1v1 literally... <laughs> GGX says if Jetstream didn't have vacuum, it's literally a death sentence in 1v1. I don't know how that makes any sense. Uh, Monarch Gaming says, man, 1v1 literally doesn't matter. LVS spots besides main rotation during prime time are always uncontested in NA. I don't know what, which LVS spots he's talking about. Not, not orcs or bloody, at least. I know that. Uh, they have completely shit on the karma system for open world flagging. All competitive content is based around small or large scale. Maybe the addition of the arena system 1v1 will be more than a meme, but I doubt it. I think the arena system is going to show a few people who are gods at the game in the top 10 slots of the leaderboard. Then the 90 slots will all be filled with whatever flavor the month class is current. Then people will use it to complain about class balance constantly until PA removes it. PA, please just focus on PVE large scale right now. You can go back later and look at 1v1 for all the BA routes and DFS Andes. Yeah, I completely, uh, I, I highly disagree. I think 1v1 is a very important part of the game. I think if you large scale, then you would know that 1v1 is a very important part of the game because you end up in 1v1s all the time in large scale. Happens constantly. Yep. And if you don't end up in 1v1s, uh, either you're a caster that just stays directly with the ball at all times, or you just give up and let yourself die when you get caught in a 1v1. But yeah, 1v1s are super important and it makes zero sense to just not balance them at all. It also matters for in AOA when they have tournaments comes down to 1v1s all the time they even had a 1v1 format it also comes down to grind spot disputes and open world stuff in gvgs you end up in 1v1s all the time it, it it's it's crazy to say that 1v1 literally doesn't matter you might not feel it's important but it is a massive massively important part of the game that people and run into all it, the time you know it helps handle disputes on who's the best at their shit class you know like <laughs> They can't beat other classes, so they gotta yeah. compete between each other. You know? 
Also, Elvia spots are not uncontested in NA during primetime. That is, Baragi, Bloody, and Orcs are literally crowded on every channel 100% of the time, no matter whether it's primetime or not. Maybe Fogans, Imps, and uh, Nagas are not, but the the other ones are. And Castle Ruins, maybe not, but yeah, the other three definitely, definitely are. It, it, dude, literally the other day, I was grinding at Orcs, while I was grinding, people were dual for spotting for my spot that I hadn't given up yet. <laughs> like, that's how annoyingly contested it is. There's always a white dot or random new horse on my map or on my screen in the middle of me grinding, and always someone that just starts grinding over me. It, it's crazy. Um, um, I don't know how, if, if it's changed since a month ago, but... Um... When I was grinding Bloody Monastery, I'd do more of like the uh, the field, mm -hmm. and that wasn't too bad. There might be times where I have to swap, but it wasn't it wasn't horrible to get spots. I was usually pretty consistent on being able to get spots. So unless it's changed in the last month, um, it should be not too too bad. But yeah, it's possible things change. Um, Hydro159 has a link to a timestamp says that has been happening to me on Guardian for the last year and no it's not resist I, I don't know what uh, I didn't get a chance to look at it and see what he's referring to um, Cody Shane says great show I'm really looking forward to the next few months with the reworks I was curious do you think after all the reworks are done they will touch up on the rest of the classes besides Shy <laughs> to, make, <laughs> to make sure no one feels left out will they touch up on all the classes except for Shy to make sure no one feels left out um I personally do think so I, I think that they'll make minor tweaks after the reworks to some of the newer kits just to make sure everything's like uh, somewhat balanced because if if any of them get left way behind like for example I mean obviously Awaken Hash is super good in 1v1 and in large scale I actually think Awaken Hash is better than a lot of people give it credit for but if everyone's power level goes up a little bit, I think Awaken Hash will feel a little bit behind in large scale, but um, so they'd have to probably do something. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I imagine they'll continue balancing after. And it's something that anytime I'm in talks with any of the GMs or CMs in the partner discord, I am constantly just reminding like, hey, one of the most important things about this rework is that after the rework is over that they continue balancing stuff monitor, instead yeah. of just like all right reworks are done we'll revisit <clears throat> balance in six months like it can't be that way it, it yeah. needs to be just a constant ever-changing thing so hopefully they do um they'll get their um their uh their outfit team on it actually that's my question for you guys do you think the day the reworks come out they're going to have a new outfit for every class that got reworked because that's oh, a god no that would be a major way for them to make a show they would make bank if they did that i their team should be hard on that right now like yeah. people are dying for outfits because they come out so slow because there's so many classes and they release one a week so it's like people are dying for outfits like if um if they did it, it would be i think it would be kind of nuts yeah i they, agree i think i think they should like I'm not I'm not big on you know uh um necessarily like 
having a bunch of transactions and whatnot in the game. But when it comes to the outfit stuff, I think they they definitely need to capitalize on that whenever they can. And this would be a, definitely a prime way to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I I want them to like step further away from the stuff that's you know might be looked at at pay to win and look more at you know the costume cosmetic stuff. So I think that that would be a good thing for them to do. Um. Back Bay Sailor says, you ever think of making the episodes longer than three hours? They feel very short since they are entertaining. We are constantly thinking about how to make it not three hours. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just happen to go three hours sometimes. I um, think I commented on it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure like a decent portion of our uh, episodes are three hours. Yeah. Um... And I do want to say for the record, I, I'm going to try my best to get... It's going to be hard because if we don't have a preview of the reworks, it's going to make it more difficult. Like we had a lot of notice for this one, but um, I'm going to try my best to get the reworked classes on the podcast every single week. Uh, like a guest that plays the reworked classes every week. So that way we have some outside perspective and get some people that are testing it um, maybe more thoroughly than we are uh just because i i think it's really interesting uh to get their perspectives on it because there's so much misinformation and like hyperbolic like reacting yeah. crazy so yeah. it's it's nice to get i mean dude honestly if if i didn't look into it at all like i honestly would if i'm just a normal let's let's say i've been playing the game i just graduated seasons i go on reddit I go watch a few streams. Like my takeaway would be like, that's so weird that the Ranger rework just made them worse. And it's like, oh wait, that's not what actually happened. You just have to actually like figure it out. I don't know. It's it's crazy. So it's really cool to have the perspective. So we're gonna try our best to get people on every week to talk about the the reworks. Um Latin Agnesot says they should just rework shy. <sighs> they should. I think when he says just rework shy, he means also. But it would be funny if they only reworked shy and canceled all the other yeah. reworks. <laughs> I think that would be great. Um, Kalahad says, hoping Valks become more than just a shield throw bot with the reworks. They're not. They're a 100% uh, ultimate vacuum bot. Uh, Styrofoam... Styrofoam Rock says, Awakening Nova definitely needed the nerfs to her Twisted Orbit and Fused Gravity. However, I'd like to mention that it's almost always a Nova using Excel every time I see a Nova is OP video. I feel like Awakening Nova is really only broken right now because of Excel, so hopefully Excel gets the majority of the nerfs. I, mm -hmm. I agree. I think if in large scale... I mean, Nova is like really strong regardless, but I think in large scale, if Nova Excel was the focus of nerfs, people would feel less frustrated with the class. Yeah, I mean, I still think the kits, like, in general, is really strong. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, Excel is just definitely the, the focal point, like you were saying. It's just really, really fucking strong. Too strong. Gemi says, I don't know. I have to work on that. <laughs> still working on that. Uh, Talus X Septum says he links at two hours, six minutes regarding the discussed stamina change on lawn. The skill he was talking about frosty was the one you just said they should use instead. The pre-awakening AP is the one that recently got a stamina reduction buff while using the awakening one taunting death is just throwing away stamina for 10 AP. I'd like to see the, 
the buff skills on lawn be changed? It's probably my biggest issue with the class. I'm a lawn main. Should have mentioned that first. The class is, or the class I compare to most is Suck Ninja, who has buffs exactly the way I'd like lawn to have them with skills that are movement while flailing blades awaken attack speed buff can be easily canceled out with movement. I hate the skill itself, uh, has no other purpose. In fact, if you accidentally hit someone with flailing blades, congrats, you probably just threw the fight and or died in large scale. Or you make the buffs to be able to be applied like Awakening Nova's buffs. My tag character is super fun. Nerfs were needed. Where the buffs come from skills that uh, that, ha that have actual utility in a fight, either being a protected skill or a re-CC respectively. That's all. Hi guys, edit 250.15 res. You may say like a lot, but it's only a fraction of how often Frosty changes subjects by saying in the most nonchalant tone, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Frosty Frosty saying yeah is basically him saying, all right, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's my cue. That's my unspoken cue. Oh my God. Now I can't say, I can't say yeah. I can't say um. I can't say I don't know. And I can't say uh. Jesus. I'm writing these down. I've posted You're running notes. out of vocabulary, dude. Yeah, right? Correct. That's how I'm going to end it now. Instead <laughs> Correct. Of Frosty's, Frosty's emergency... Kyle Hat says, Frosty's emergency shit immortalized in video forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you weren't here, you weren't here last week, Nayashi, but... So I did the tournament, as you saw. Yeah. And the TLDR in the beginning of the tournament... So we got through the first 2v2 matches... And then the third 2v2, so the format was three 2v2s, then the 1v1s, and then 3v3. We got through the first two 2v2s, and then all of a sudden, I got a rumbly in my tumbly. Oh, and <laughs> I was like, I think I should be able to hold this all the way through to the end of this match, and then we have a break. It should be fine. But right when the 1v1 started, it was that, you know, when you just get chills down your spine? Yeah, you're like, oh, no, this is, my plan is like, not working. There is... <laughs> No fucking way. So I immediately turned. <laughs> I, I tapped arm in the shoulder, whispered, I'll be right back while he was casting. I go outside. The producer looked so sad. He had this like, what are you doing out of the studio? And I was like, <laughs> I am so sorry. I have to go to the bathroom now. And then I, <laughs> so I just like ran to the bathroom. Please. For the love of God, if you're not, if you haven't heard the last episode, go listen to Frosty telling the story in the last episode because holy shit, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I had Man. to go to the bathroom, ran back, ended up being okay, but it was, that was the most uncomfortable thing. I was like, dude, I cannot believe this is happening to me right now. Like, why that of was... all times? I have 10 hours before the show. I had all yesterday. I ate healthy leading up to it. I was totally fine. And then just, nope. Fuck you, Frosty. <laughs> Just an absolute yeah, betrayal. Right. Absolute I, betrayal. I, I, am, I am sorry to hear that. That sounds rough. People keep saying it's... that TLDR is Frosty looks like Steve Jobs. Oh my god. Uh, Markin Ho <laughs> says the entire shit segment was absolutely top notch. I'm glad you guys liked it. Uh, <laughs> what was the last episode? 122? Yeah, 122. That is now my favorite episode. Immortalized in poop. Um, <laughs> Daximus99 says, In my honest opinion, Awaken Witch Wiz need more movement or iframe to be better in one versus one. Yeah, I mean, I think if it had like a split TP would definitely help its 1v1 
Uh, and also maybe being able to cancel out of some stuff mm. would help a lot. I, I, I feel like it's a little bit archaic being locked into most stuff. They added it to um, Aqua Jail. Uh, I, I think yeah. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be able to cancel out a bullite, especially if you can make it so bullite just doesn't do damage when you cancel out. Yeah, I mean that's how it should be, right? They yeah. should make it to where. So first of all, you have to give everyone split TP. I don't know why you wouldn't. And then secondarily, you should be able to cancel out of any skill with teleport, and it'll just completely. Your skill still goes on cooldown, obviously, but it completely cancels it. It does no damage, but now you're in TP iframe, right? So. If you want to burn that cooldown to save yourself from being grabbed, right? Technically, you're burning two cooldowns. You're burning your skill cooldown because it's not going to hit, which means you just burned it for no reason. And you're burning your TP cooldown. But, you know, hopefully you're not getting grabbed. You got to use it smartly. So. Yeah. Pirate. Uh, sorry. Uh, Meven Tevin says, I wonder if the Ranger backflip disengage. Is still going to be part of the class reboot. As a ranger, I really hope it is. The backflip was shown in the clip. They first announced the reboots from the Hydel Ball. Yep, that one did make it in. And it looks pretty cool. I like it a lot. Uh, Pirate Poro says the, the Jatina Daily is out on SEA now, by the way. What is the Jatina Daily? Jatina is the pin accessory person, right? Yes. Okay. Maybe. So, so okay. So that dude. They're that, probably talking about the three thousand mob quest. Probably. Yeah. Oh, I love that change. By the way. My God, that change is so nice because I can just go to where I'm normally gonna grind and do that daily now. So fucking nice. Yeah. That was an awesome change. Uh, Juan Damashki says the problem of normal pots has always been weight. Thus, my suggestion is to introduce the new weaker version of infinite pots to be pots that is refillable. By using normal pots, it can be considered a weaker infinite pot in the sense that you can refill infinite pots in it and each time you use it, decrease the counter or the amount of pots you have filled in it. So you still need to buy pots to refill it, but without weight. The question of which pots to use for the refill, I would just set it to be only refillable with instant XL. Well, that complex system uh, is unnecessary. They've already decided on a system and I think it's pretty good. So it works out pretty well. Uh, JP CEO says, I've ran by this idea by other players and have gotten mixed responses. How do you guys feel about adding some type of CC break function to the game to combat the current grab slash one shot meta in PVP? I think it would be one of the best things that could be implemented into the game. Uh, Reslar? Uh, no. We have V. Just yeah, make V. I, I commented on that one, I think. Make V usable in any situation. It makes no sense that you can't use it in certain situations. You also need to fix it from being tracked. You shouldn't be able to fucking sniff out people's Vs. That's complete bullshit. And then just increase the gra the cooldown on almost every single grab in the game. Yeah. Um. I don't know. There's a lot of... One of the things that you'd have to consider balancing a CC break mechanic is how long and difficult some of the 1v1s can end up being. For example, if a, let's just say a Sork is fighting against a Guardian and the Sork doesn't have enough AP to just kill the Guardian standing up, that fight goes on for a minute and a half and then finally the Sork lands a CC on the Guardian and the Guardian CC breaks. I, do you know how upset that Sork is going to feel? Or if that was mm -hmm. a Musa or a Mewa, it's like, how difficult it is to catch someone and then just and CC break. I don't know. 
It, it's kind of tough. There's yeah, so many balances. Good. I was just gonna say, point out there's so many balance issues if you were to implement a CC break. Yep. So it's like, okay, you implement the CC break. So does your character just instantly stand up? Does that mean that grab classes are gonna get CC'd by a Sork or a Musa or a Maywall and then instantly just stand up and instant grab them? Is it going to like put them in iframe and not allow them to use any attacks for a second? But then somebody can just predict exactly when they're going to be like hittable and able to use abilities and just see some of them right over again. Like there's so many like it just doesn't seem worth it to me. There's so many issues that can crop up from it when I think of better solution is make V universal and then just increase the cooldown on almost every single grab in this game. And yeah. I think that would solve basically that problem for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think if they had a, I, I if V just worked consistently and you didn't. Yeah, have to... if V just fucking yeah. worked. If bro. it wasn't a hope and pray button, I think people would feel pretty alright. And same thing with the grabs. Uh, Daz for the rework succession twenty five percent and fifty percent BSR please. Also. Idea for a weaker version of the infinite pot, limited number of use that can recharge with regular pots. That's so funny. Two people mentioned that. They also mentioned that like, let's see, how late were they? Three days ago. They were like two days too early to see what the infinite pot rework actually ended up being. Uh, Frederick Mullen says, hi, I just want to let Reslar know that this episode, he seemed more interested and had... <laughs> I love these comments. Uh, hi, I just wanted to let Reslar know that this episode he seemed more interested and had more engagement in discussions. Often other times he'd be like, yes, no, I don't know. And that's the end of his thoughts on some topics. But this time he actually tried to give his thoughts, which made the experience as a, listen as a listener better. Also, people who comment need to start their comment with regarding this dot 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 or according to dot dot dot. So that Reslar and Frosty don't need to spend five minutes to speculate what the comment is about. That actually would be very helpful. Yeah, you know what was different this week? Reslar was tired. He's a lot yeah, happier when he's tired. Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of several things. So whenever we have an episode where it's just me and Frosty, I feel the need to talk more because I'm 50% of the show. Whereas a show like today, in which we have all three of us here and two guests, I am only 20% of the show, so I try not to talk as much, especially since we want to give this spotlight to the guests. So, I don't know. It's just, uh, yes, and then there's also a bunch of IRL stuff, too. Like, usually, so last week we started uh, later. Uh, we started at, like, fuck, what time did we start, Frosty? Like, fucking, like. 3 p.m. my time or some shit like that. I don't remember. But we started later, so uh, I wasn't starving. I'm always yeah. starving when we do this podcast because we start it at, like, 10.30, 11 my time before, like, I eat lunch. And then we end at, like, 3. So I'm always hungry as shit. <laughs> uh, also usually tired because I usually stay up late on weekends and then I get up and do the podcast. So I don't know. There's just a lot of factors, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, I was more engaged last week uh, because I had to be and just the circumstances around it were a little bit better. But anyway, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Moving on. He promises to go back to the way he was this week. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, dude, I didn't say shit the whole time like flannels and biceps were talking because I was just like, I'm just going to let 
them handle this. I'm yeah. going to let them say everything they need to say. I'm not going to pipe up one bit. <laughs> I was like, I was trying my best to, to mix you and Nayashi in. And then I was, I started feeling bad because they were like the guests. I didn't want no, them yeah. sitting and waiting for like too long. So I tried to go back and forth. So they weren't just sitting there waiting forever. No, dude, especially when we have two guests on, it's like you want to make sure that they both get to say everything that they want to say, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, we'll be here next week. They won't be, so let them have the floor, like, as much as they can have it. Chat's also pretty impressed with you, Rezar, doing that quick math with the percentages and how much of the show you, you're a part of. Dude, I'm a, I am a college student, That's... so surprisingly. I know that may be a shocker to people, but I do attend mm -hmm. a university. So yeah, which means he has to math out what percentage of his weekly paycheck is the top ramen, and <laughs> <laughs> and then what percentage is the beer or alcohol. Dreadspark says oh, yeah. Reslar, Maybay, and Frosty. We've had such a crazy long podcast friendship. There were wagons full of dooms, shy community stuffs, riots, and so much more. This friendship has thrived because of trust. And so you need to trust me now as your friend when I say that if Frosty gives feedback and his first three words isn't dream donkey win, then the dark days will loom over RBF and our friendship. I trust that I have nothing to worry about. Much love and keep up the great work. That was so ominous. Dream donkey, huh? I like it. I'm into dream. Now, are dream donkeys exclusive to shy's dread spark or i think yes yeah yeah or sure. exclusive to zerkers <laughs> <laughs> no like that can be shy's unique passive is dream donkeys <laughs> dude do you remember you know it's so funny it's like right now shy's can't figure out if they want offensive capabilities or just buffs like even within the shy community they can't figure out if they just want what they do to be better or if they should be able to pvp in 1v1 like everyone else but just know where you guys started was you weren't allowed to ride horses that's where it began <laughs> it's so fucking crazy to me that yeah. the fact that you guys ever had hope for that class is beyond me i i i can't believe your guys uh just the amount of punishment you can withstand is is well, beyond the history of Shy is so interesting because it was never intended to be a real combat class. It was an experiment. And then it's just people played it as a real combat class anyways. And so it slowly more and more became that. Yeah. But it's still not quite. Someone's, uh, someone's asking me, do you think grapple resist should be easier to build? Uh, Cloud, nope. I absolutely do not. I think resists are horrible for PvP, and uh, yeah. I think that grabs should just have longer cooldowns and be punishable if they fail, and people would feel pretty alright about them. I absolutely do not think solution to anything is building grapple resist or adding resist to the game in general. It's not fun. Resist should be completely invalidated while you're CC'd. Yeah. Because how do you resist something when you're CC'd? It makes no sense. Lol Snapped says, it's a rip for Sage and this game. I can't tell if that's Cap. Tomahomey says, that guy... Did you just say that's Cap? That's right, dude. That's right. This you is... are far he... too old to say what? that. He said Lol Snapped. I have to. That's Cap. Oh, my that's... goodness. All right, that's Cope. I can't tell if that's Cope. Is that okay? 
What do you mean I'm far <laughs> too old? How dare you try to define <laughs> my literature, motherfucker? I'll say whatever I want. If I want to say Liz Dat's cap with a D, I will. <laughs> oh, no. Lil Snap, Dat's cope, and cap. I know ageism. How dare you? <laughs> my God. Yeah, Lil Snap's capping for sure. Uh, Tomahomey says, That guy who's mad about his class requiring one more brain cell to play is Gold Lamau. Laughs hysterically in Suck Ranger. And yeah, about the class reworks, it's awesome. Can't wait for it to go live, but I do hope they change the pre-awakening passives on Ranger 2. Give us the same passives as other classes with crit damage and sort, please. Always, thank you, love the show, and I hope reworks will make Nayashi come back too. Okay, can, I, ha I have to say, I don't understand this over... A lot of people are complaining about the passives, like give us the same pass. I mean, would you be willing to take a crit damage passive at the expense of all of your skills get nerfed because the damage is good on like, for example, succession ranger, right? Your damage is already good. So adding a crit passive just means you just want a straight damage buff. So would that mean you just want to see the passive? Like that would make you feel better to just look at the passive. So like, let's give you, let's say for example, we'll give you 20 AP passive, but then reduce all your skills damage by approximately 20 AP. So that way you feel like you have a good passive. Because I, I know I would rather just my class deal damage than have a passive that says I'm dealing damage. Like, it does, the passive is, like, almost irrelevant. I mean, there's only, like, seven stats in this game anyway. It's, like, AP, DP, DR, evasion, HP, and then the special attack. So it's, like, or attack speed. So it's, like, such a weird thing to be so hung up on the passives, especially, like, crit damage is such a weird one because you guys do damage already. You know what I mean? At the very least, if you wanted a passive, I could see asking for like something defensive, like maybe some DR and a little bit of HP, but it's so odd to me that you just want like a straight damage buff on your passives. I don't know. Uh, John, uh, fuck, I said it, dude. John says, I hope PA, <laughs> I hope PA do good job with that rework. Awaken Mystic, maybe we'll do some damage. Smiley. Maybe it will, dude. Or maybe it'll just have a bunch of AoEs. Um, God, hold on. I have to, have to refresh. One of these comments needs to go away. Fuck, it won't go away. Wait, which Rest, one? The welcome trending top this year thing. Oh yeah, I deleted that. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why it's just here for me forever. What the um, hell? <laughs> uh, wait, yeah, it's back for me too. What the? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe try try deleting again so I can refresh. Uh, Scintilla Soul says reference to my blooming nether flower comment. It was tested by some of the lawns on the lawn discord. The hits in PVP from blooming get split between the targets, not the damage. This is what Crystal, EU AO lawn winner, mentioned to me, which would explain why the ability feels awful in PVP. Um, again, why is the damage, why why would the damage be different in PVP between the targets? And and the damage, I, I don't know why, it doesn't feel awful in PVP. Like that, you're like the first lawn I've ever met ever that thinks that that skill doesn't do damage in PvP. It's the like one of only two of your skills that do damage in PvP. Um, and it has 10 targets per hit. So I I'll test this myself uh, this week and I'll, I'll reference back next week and we could have a discussion. But um, yeah, Blooming, Blooming does do damage. It's literally like the only skill that doesn't do damage in PvP or that does damage in PvP. It just doesn't have crit. 
So its damage isn't consistent. Ooh. Did it work? Uh, refresh. All right, let's try. Yes. All right. We're okay. good. Your li your last time was a lie, dude. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know. So I reported it and then it acted like it removed it when I reported it, but I guess you also have to refresh the page, make it pop back up and then remove it separately, which seems kind of counterintuitive, but sure. Yeah. Also, since I'd need to see the uh tell him to record the test and show it and also show the stats of everyone he's hitting and his accuracy and their evasion and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um but yeah, I, I played Lawn for a long time and, and Blooming has not changed since just the dam the straight damage buff and the damage is has been fine. I played Suck Lawn for a while. Uh I also retagged Suck Lawn and played it for a little bit again semi recently. And the damage on Blooming was fine. The only problem was the damage on everything else was not fine. Um so do 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 Lost Soul says Awaken Hash rework win, like the damage in group play is so bad. Uh, I can full combo someone with awake and two skill someone with suck. Am I 295, 291 by the way? Please don't tell me play suck because I won't. I don't think the damage is that bad. Magnus, I'm not clicking this link. I don't think the damage is that bad uh on on Awaken Hash either. It's just not like as bursty. You definitely have to do more of a combo. But there is there are really unique and cool ways to make the combos in large scale work well together and be mostly protected. So, um, yeah, that's all our comments. Alrighty. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about or touch on before we, uh, say bye-bye? Closing thoughts, anything? Nashi? Nashi, I think mm -hmm. Nashi died. Yeah, no, oh, sorry, I had it apparently muted the whole fucking time. Um, no, no nothing. <laughs> talking from me. the whole time. <laughs> uh, a, a little bit. I thought it was just oh, being ignored. No. I thought it was like the standard. Oh, it's just a male. Just let him, let him talk. <laughs> oh no, dude. No, you haven't said anything for a good minute. At least the last oh, ten comments. Man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I talked a lot. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. It's my own fault. You know, mute buttons and all. They're difficult. They're difficult they are. to use, man. They're hard to remember, dude. Uh, any yeah. closing thoughts, Nashi, for a head out? No, no. I'm just uh, excited to see what else they do with the reworks. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. We'll just put it that way. I don't want to make any sort of statements. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. Hopefully, we get some guests. We will try our best to have someone on to talk about all the changes next week. Um, yeah, and that's it. You want to close this out, Russ? Yeah, thanks everybody so much for uh, watching, listening, all that good stuff. Uh, special thank you so, so much to Bicepimus and Flannels. Uh, the links to uh, their stuff can be found in the description. Um, go check them out and go support them and all that they do. They're both awesome. They're great PvPers and cool people. Uh, special thank you also to the patrons as well as the Twitch subscribers on our YouTube channels, which you can also find in the description of the video or the MP3, whatever you're uh, consuming the podcast on. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Later.